0: films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. I'm your host, my name is Arnaldo, and next to me as always is my co-host, Berto. And we're doing a review, our second review because during COVID, obviously, we're not getting a whole lot of cool movies and so Yeah. We decided, well, there's no way we can watch these movies and not talk about them. So, we're doing a review on Berto, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. So, if you've been keeping up, you know that we did Bonus episodes on Man of Steel uh, that was guest starring a good friend of mine, Chris, from the Assembly Required podcast, and Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. That was building up to this. We were super excited about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We were going to do a regular episode on the 2017 Justice League, but as soon as we finished watching Man of Steel, or not Man of Steel, BVS, we looked at each other and we're like, we can't. We can't do that. Yeah, we don't want to tarnish it before... (laughs) like we want to go straight into this because it's one complete vision right
1: yeah like see the story arc to well not quite the end but as far as we can possibly take it which right is these three movies
0: yeah so Zack Snyder's Justice League if you don't know we've mentioned it before but I, th- I feel as if we got to say it one more time what this is because I feel like have you like talked about this movie with like normal people <laughs> like not nerds
1: yeah uh i talked to it with a couple of co-workers at work and they're like i thought that movie like already came out exactly or they think it's like a sequel or something because all they know is right. new justice league movie yeah that's all they know
0: it's just one of those things that you have to have kind of like your ears close to the ground yeah in order to know what's going on my friend a friend of mine texted me because i think he, he listens to the show every now and then <laughs> and he was like what is this what do I do? Because I've never seen any of these movies. What do I do? And I was like, okay, well, you know, watch Man of Steel, watch Batman versus Superman. If you, you want, we, Woman. we talked about it. You want, yeah, exactly. But don't watch that one. And I told him what this is. So basically, this is a director's cut of the movie Justice League, which came out in 2017.
1: This is a little different from a normal director's cut, though, because right, the theatrical movie that we got wasn't really the director's movie at all.
0: Exactly. Zack Snyder. He directed Man of Steel, which is the Superman movie, and Batman vs Superman, its sequel. At that point, this was already written and ready to go, Justice League. They start filming Justice League as Batman vs Superman is coming out. We said there's a very quick turnaround for those two movies. They're essentially almost filmed back to back. So by the time the negative reviews for Batman vs Superman are coming out, and they're already filming this movie, the studio gets kind of involved. Which is funny because... Seemed
1: like a lot of the issues with the last movie were because of the, the studio. studio getting involved. Yeah.
0: And there's a couple more of this happening where yeah. DC is fixing problems that they caused in the first place. A lot
1: of it's like self fulfilling prophecy type yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's another case of that we're going to get into, but they bring in a couple producers to basically babysit um, Zack Snyder during the filming of this movie to make sure he doesn't get wild. Right. <laughs> um, and then they also bring in Jeff Johns, who is like this decorated dc comic book writer right and by all means should be a really smart guy and these guys basically start pulling the movie away from zack snyder then they bring in joss whedon who's the director of i mean he did buffy the vampire slayer he did the other tv show. he's got quite a bit of a like nerd credit under his belt and then avengers he was the director of
1: avengers one and two i remember when the news came out for that it didn't necessarily sound like it was
0: bad news okay so by the time we heard about it 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 was later on. This is kind of in secret and mm-hmm. this happens more often than you think at Star Wars this is a lot actually where they bring in a different director secretly to fix the movie <laughs> uh, and he's uncredited, it's all under the table and you never hear about it but they did it on Rogue One um, <laughs> uh, Gareth Edwards didn't actually finish that movie, they brought in somebody else but okay. they made him but they let carry him it have into the like promotions and stuff, yeah exactly so they bring in Joss Whedon and Joss Whedon wants to do things a little bit differently. Jeff Johns is writing new pages to film. And Zack Snyder is, by all accounts, a really nice guy. And so he's kind of allowing this to happen. He's like, all right, if this is what's best. Exactly. But then his eldest daughter commits suicide. And that kind of obviously changes everything. Yeah. Uh, what's really shitty, and I remember this happening, is that WB doesn't offer to like delay the film. And there's plenty of time to delay. Again, it, this movie would have come out months after Wonder Woman. In a year and a half after Batman versus Superman. So I feel like there was plenty of room there to say, let's pause the movie. Like the guy who made our last two movies is going through probably the worst tragedy a person could go through. It's like your kid dying. Right. You know what I mean? Especially to suicide. Mm-hmm. Like that might be the worst tragedy there is. You would think that they'd be like, let's give this guy some time and then figure out what we're going to do about the movie. But they're like, no, Moos not stopping. They're like, all right, he's out. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, they they kept working, Zack Snyder and his wife, but at that point they kind of lost the will to keep fighting. And then that's on the when he here. decided to step away. He decided to step but away. But what the yeah.
1: news framed it as, and I remember like, oh, Zack Snyder steps away after daughter commits suicide. It mm-hmm. had not. They didn't mention anything about like what was actually going on here. Right, we that stuff we didn't know, like, and, we didn't know he was he was getting like boxed out by the studio. I said, exactly, we thought he did this on his own.
0: It, it, the shittiest part is that, like for WB, Zack Snyder's daughter committing suicide in their eyes is basically a blessing in disguise, and that's really gross. Yeah, you know, because that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted him out. Let's be for real. Like you don't bring in a new director and start rewriting things on the spot because you trust the guy making your movie. Right, it's because you want him gone. And so this happening, like, I always got the impression that they kind of, like, pushed them out the door. Like, I think you need time on your own. Get out. You know? And that's really shitty. It and is. That's one of the reasons why this movie is kind of a big deal. Because, And you can love or hate Zack Snyder, but at the end of the day, he's just a guy working a job yeah. and making a project. Like, I know we put a lot of, like, thought and a lot of, like, stock into these movies because we're fucking nerds. Right. And for us, like, Star Wars and Marvel and DC are, like, the most important things in the world. yeah. But, like, this is a workplace and this is a man and a family going through tragedy and it's, like, it's it's a job. And we shouldn't forget that, you know? And I feel like people yeah, forget and, that sometimes. And there are
1: things more important than work, obviously. Exactly.
0: So, they leave and, and they framed it as we're getting Joss Whedon to... Finished the movie for him and i remember them saying that the uh, that snyder had picked whedon and that was completely fabricated <laughs> <laughs> snyder c- uh, confirmed that he's like i know he was already there you know uh,
1: I-, I didn't have anything to do with yeah, that
0: exactly so instead of finishing the movie which was already completely shot they rewrite and reshoot essentially the entire movie and decided
1: to waste a bunch of money
0: uh yeah most expensive movie to date is justice league it cost about $350 million. Ugh. I think before that, the most expensive movie was like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean or something yeah. like that. I, I thought Solo was kind of high up there too. Well, Solo was a similar situation where they fire the directors and they, and they, they redo it.
1: almost the whole movie.
0: Right. But they also did it more efficiently than this. Yes. <laughs> um, they uh, they caught the
1: issues a little uh, earlier. Yeah.
0: By the time the movie comes out, it was fine. And most people said, eh, it's kind of bad. Like, it doesn't... It has no punch. No. It has no pizzazz. It exists. It. It's a movie. It's... And which is, like, the worst thing it can be is, like, it, it's just a movie we saw and we forgot about. I think people forgot about it
1: within the year.
0: Yeah. And it made DC kind of, like, rethink their entire slate. They canceled a bunch of movies they had lined up. They canceled sequels to Justice League. Then the internet gets involved, right? <laughs> Slowly, internet sleuths start piecing together certain things. Like, you can tell which shots don't belong because they're filmed differently. They're lit differently, they're colored differently. I think they might have used different cameras. It was like a
1: Frankenstein of a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you
0: can if you look close enough to a trained eye, you can pick which shots are Joss Whedon's and which shots are Zack Snyder's. Also, they have very different styles. From there, people start realizing how much was reshot. And then actors started kind of like saying like, oh no, like it lasted for a long time. Yeah, it's like reshoots Do happen a lot, but not to this extent where they're basically reshooting a movie. Exactly. And then every now and then Zack Snyder would say, like, I had this in the movie and he would drop like a nugget of information (laughs) or or like a picture or a concept.
1: I was um, I was happy to see that The scenes that I did like from the theatrical version
0: ended up being Zack Snyder scenes. Yeah, they were exactly. Um, And I want to. It's going to be hard, but I want to try my best to avoid talking about that movie because we're going to talk about it next week. Right. We're we're trying to focus on just this product, and it's going to be hard because there's going to be comparisons made. And if you don't know, if you've never seen that movie, those reshoots came with a bunch of problems. Number one, Ben Affleck didn't want to do them because he was going through a messy divorce with Jennifer Garner. He was at the peak of his alcoholism. He was... He was months before checking himself into rehab. He was a little chunky. And he got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. He was a little bit chunkier and you can tell it in his face. Also, very infamously, Henry Cavill was shooting Mission Impossible and had to have a mustache for that movie.
1: I remember hearing about this... (laughs) And in his contract, he was not allowed to shave his yes. mustache.
0: So they had to film him with the mustache on and then try to CGI it off. Was Mission Impossible also a WB movie?
1: No. Okay.
0: And that's why. <laughs> All right. Uh, WB offered to pay for the CGI to put the mustache on in their movie. I feel like because that would have been... Easier. Yeah. It's easier to CGI facial hair on than it is to take it off. And fuck, I forget what studio it is. Paramount? Yes, Paramount. Okay, yes. Paramount, alright. Uh, and they were like, absolutely not. That's not happening. <laughs> Under no circumstances does he shave his mustache. And the results are horrifying. It's kind of a funny stipulation. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously they don't want their movie ruined because of this bullshit. Yeah. So, and I mean, we're gonna talk about it a lot next week when we have to look at that face. It looks horrible <laughs> and obviously Henry Cavill's a very handsome man. And he looks horrifying. He looks like he like got all his wisdom teeth taken out and actually all his teeth taken out all at once <laughs> his, his face is super puffy the hashtag release a snyder cut takes place people put money into it they raised a ton of money they got a poster on times square they would get posters or billboards they'd get billboards out for um comic cons yeah people went nuts they they did a lot and in fairness because people love to talk about the toxic fandom associated with the release of snyder cut but like in all fandoms, that's really a, just a minority of the group. Right. The majority are good people that raised money because they wanted to see this, th- you know, the proper film yeah. uh, that they were looking forward to. And also, half the money raised by the release of Snyder Cut campaign was donated to suicide awareness. But the thing is, you never see
1: that reported on. All you see is people um, love reporting that, about the negativity. people exactly. were harassing executives
0: and yeah. But I mean think about Star Wars fandom. Like I think Star Wars fans are worse. They, than the They cut are. Fans. And I say that as a Star Wars fan. They're yeah, absolutely they're, terrible. They're they're horrible. I feel like they're much worse collectively than, yeah. than this is I feel like But even it was then, a like minority. you have the whole
1: like you have the 501st that does like these amazing things. Uh, obviously, there's good fans too, right. exactly. It's
0: look, when you're talking about a group of people, it's not cut and dry. You can't just make one, you know, statement all statement. of them. Exactly. Yeah. So basically they made enough waves that because of covid and again this wouldn't have happened without covid if movie theaters were open and they weren't trying to push hbo max so much this wouldn't have happened but all the pieces were in place that they said well we've got nothing else to do we might as well release this yeah and they first offered uh sack snyder just to put it out as is because the movie was cut but there wasn't a musical it was score like un-
1: it was unfinished in like the post-production yes phase.
0: there was no musical score and there was no like finished cgi Right. And so Snyder was like, absolutely not. We're not doing that. Because nobody wants to. Also, we don't want to see a rough cut exactly. of the movie. Exactly. But he said, I'm not going to let you put this movie out as is so that nobody likes it. And you can then say, see, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Look at how bad it is. So they gave him $70 million to yeah. finish the movie. That's a new score. That's CGI. They told him, don't shoot anything else. Yeah. But he did. He shot
1: uh, that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh that scene at the end, right? That He's, was what he yeah, shot. Yeah,
0: the epilogue is is brand new, and and he brought back all the actors, and and they did, and they put that together. And from what I hear, the actors were happy to do it. Yeah, because they like working. For and that's Zach. the thing. I can't wait for next week. We're going to do Keep or Cancel on Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. Ooh. But by all accounts, everyone seems to love Zack Snyder, and you can hate him. Because of the movies that he makes. If you know, if you don't like those, you don't like those. Right. But by all accounts, he's just the easiest going, nicest guy. His daughter, the one who committed suicide, was his eldest adoptive daughter. They have eight kids, half of which are adopted. Like, they just seem like... You don't do that if you're not a no, loving they just, parent. They just seem like the most caring, nicest people. Right. And so it just sucks when you know horrible things happen to, again by all accounts, yeah. very nice people. And then people just decide to shit on you for it. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So let's get let's let's get right into the movie. It is Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is on HBO Max, and there are time codes in the description. Basically, what we're gonna do is non spoilers, and then I thought for spoilers we'll just like break it up into each part because there's six okay. parts. There's seven parts. There's an and epilogue.
1: people don't want the spoilers; they can just. Yeah, if you Skip haven't seen it. this,
0: well, if you've seen the 2017 one, you're kind of already spoiled the movie because it, it, we'll talk about it, but they're yeah. more similar than they're not in a way. But if you haven't seen this, you know, when we get to the spoilers, don't just, you know, don't ruin it for yourself because we're going to get into it, but we'll let you know when we're going to talk spoilers. All right. Okay, so actually, you know what? So initial expectations uh, before we get into non spoilers, what did you think this was going to be?
1: Well, when all the news was coming out about this coming. All right. Actually, let's rewind a little further. When people started like doing the whole like release the Snyder Cut thing, I'll admit I was one of the people that's like, whatever. Like, I'm tired of seeing this. Yeah, Nothing's going to happen. It's that's never going to happen, yeah. right? That's what I thought. Um. Then news came out that they were talking about releasing. I was like, okay, that's a little interesting. When it got to the point where we started preparing for it by watching the previous movies. And Man of Steel was one that I was always like, all right with. BVS, I hated as all of you probably heard, but after watching the ultimate cut of it, I was like, you know what? This movie's not bad when it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after watching those two movies and having the context going in, then I was actually genuinely excited for this movie. Yeah. So it got to the point where I'm like, all right, I, now I can't wait for this to come out. Yeah. And I think this is going to be... I still had my expectations like in check. I'm not like, this is going to yes. be the best thing ever, exactly. but I think my... My initial expectations and my hope was like, just please let this be better than what we got.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's my boat. (laughs) Um, I I saw this chart online. It's basically like an x-axis and a y-axis, like a cross. And on the x-axis, it's bad movie, good movie. And on the y-axis is I liked it and I didn't like it. And I feel like that's the best way to rate movies. It's so simple. But because you like what you like and you don't like what you don't like and sometimes there's no explaining that it's just how your brain is wired you can't like a movie that's like bad yeah yeah exactly and you can hate a movie that's good yeah so i try to be as objective as i can on the quality of a film while also trying to separate that from how much do i like this And when it comes to man of steel and batman versus superman and this entire universe i can't help but love it it's something that's pre-wired within me <laughs> and i think it's growing up with dc characters okay growing up i just i like dc better than marvel i wasn't really into marvel i can see how it's not perfect and we talked about it yeah and it's, it's very flawed um yeah but for the most part when we talk about man of steel i really like that movie batman versus superman i really like that movie too i can tell you all the things that are terrible about it and i can tell you all the things that are amazing about it it is very broken up like that it's horrible and then it's amazing it's amazing and then it's horrible but I like it and I can't really defend that other than just saying I like what I like. And so when this release a Snyder Cut and I always thought it's a pipe dream. I would really like to read about it, like read the script maybe if that ever became available, see concept art. But we're never, ever going to see it because this has never happened before. A movie's never been willed into existence by fans by complaining enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is in all honestly like historic for the Hollywood system. Yeah, And so when it was announced, I wasn't even that excited. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to see it. And maybe it's better and maybe it's not. I was trying to keep my expectations in check because, again, being predisposed to liking this stuff, I'm naturally going to get very, very, very hyped. Right. So I'm like keeping myself in check. I'm like, it might be bad. It might be bad. It'll probably be bad. If Even if it's not bad, there's going to be a couple things. Snyder's always going to do it. He's going to throw me something I hate. In the middle of a bunch of stuff that I love. So I need to be prepared for that. So I had my expectations in check. And it wasn't until we rewatched those movies that my my hype started kind of okay. growing. And that's why I was like, we need to postpone the Joss Whedon Justice League.
2: Because I don't want
0: to watch that right now. I am all in. Right. We ended up uh, postponing Electra, too. Sorry, guys. We haven't come out with that episode yeah, yet. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that next. <laughs> but I didn't care. It was four hours long. By the way, we haven't mentioned this movie's four hours long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> i didn't care i'm like that's fine it's streaming you can stop it you can take a piss you can get some food you can take a nap it didn't feel like it was four hours long yeah we'll get to it but um i just wanted it to be at the very 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 least better than the theatrical cut and i wanted specifically one thing i did really want was a good score because music is a huge part in these movies the Hans zimmer scores in the last two movies we talked about them are incredible and they're much more thematic than a lot of, like, say, Marvel movies. At
1: least some of them. I'd say, like, the early Marvel movies weren't that thematic, but they've kind of found their way as uh, yeah. they went along.
0: Uh, around Avengers, they started getting a little bit better. I have friends of mine that are going to be screaming at me for saying this. But <laughs> the Hans Zimmer themes just are just in your face. They're very unapologetic. It's like, here's a theme. Boom. You know what I mean? Very uh,
1: uh, grand. And- yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And Danny Elfman kind of totally got rid of that so i just wanted that back and the the score is by junkie excel he goes by his name now tom hulkenborg so good score and better than the last one that's pretty much it so yeah let's get into it non-spoilers overall birdo what's your take on this uh better than i
1: thought it was gonna be honestly i enjoyed it the whole way through It, it held my attention there was maybe, like, one scene where I was like, okay, we didn't really need that, but that's it.
0: And the thing about that is that it's four hours long, and it's that length because it's going to streaming. Right. And because they're not planning on doing anything else. Correct. For the time being, 99%. <laughs> they're not going to make anything <laughs> else. It, this was just like, throw everything in. Why not? Yeah. You know, don't leave anything no, behind. It's like basically
1: anything that would be, like, a deleted scene is also in Exactly.
0: Here. Because you could cut this down more. Again, it's four hours long. It's the longest kind of this movie ever. Yeah. Right? You could absolutely edit this down to like three hours if you wanted mm-hmm. to. Any less than that, probably not. Because then you start losing what makes this movie good, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't think this movie would work as a no, two hour, it's doing two and a too half much. hour movie. It's very ambitious.
0: Yeah. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it just knocked it out of the park for me there's things i'm and and we can pick it apart there's things that i'm like yeah you could have done that differently that's a choice Eh, whatever but did it meet my low expectations absolutely is it something i like yes it's something that i love is it perfect no will i watch it again yes i'm gonna watch it like five more times i really wanted to watch it again before we did this so i can kind of more issue would be finding the time to do it though, because it is so long who has the time But it is chapter. There's six chapters and yeah, an so epilogue. If you, if you wanted to, you could
1: break it up and you could watch it as if it's a miniseries.
0: You could. Yeah, and for a minute, they thought about releasing it as a mini- miniseries. I think the pacing might have suffered a little no, if you did No, it that. wouldn't have worked at all. Yeah. And it's because TV shows, each episode, has like a beginning, middle, yeah. and end. You know, they yeah. are self-contained stories that then connect one another. Yeah. This isn't that. This is a chaptered no. movie. Yeah.
1: The chapters like they'll work as like good
0: stopping points if you do need to stop for some right. reason. But try to watch the whole thing one two uh, settings. Yeah. yeah. Don't if you watch this over a week, it's not gonna work. No. Because it is still a movie. And then you might forget what happened in like it's, chapter one. Exactly. Because
1: because it is paced like a movie too. It's not paced like a TV show where exactly. you're being like slowly fed the information.
0: Yeah. So uh Steppenwolf gets a big redesign. Yes. You do you uh, like it. What do you what do you think?
1: I still don't necessarily love it, but it is way better than what we had before. Yeah, I like it. I just he doesn't look super threatening to me.
0: I think he looks very threatening, really. I don't
1: know. But that being said though, like he looks way better like with his new armor and stuff than he did in the 2017 Justice League.
0: Yeah. Look, there's there's been a lot of sci-fi movies there's been a lot of franchise movies comic book movies star wars lord of the rings there's all kinds of sci-fi out there i think it's very very difficult at this point to come up with something fresh and original true and this is a creature (laughs) that we've never (laughs) seen before you know in whatever form it took yeah he's not generic in any way he was unique you're going to see him, and you're always going to remember that's Steppenwolf from Justice League. Unlike he, um,
1: Doomsday from BVS, who looked kind of generic. Yeah,
0: we talked about it. He looked generic yeah. at the beginning, and then he started growing out all his spikes, and then he looks more like comic Doomsday. I and mean, Maybe they should have started with that, <laughs> but, so people wouldn't be complaining. Uh, by the end of the movie, he looks like Doomsday. right? So. But and, yeah, Steppenwolf, like, he does look unique. The design's fine. It's just I didn't feel threatened by it. But that's also just me. Yeah. So when the design came out, we already knew what he was going to look like. But now that they got Weta to do the CGI for these characters, when they released the final image, people were pretty much divided half and half, I feel, mm-hmm. whether they liked it or they didn't like it. And there's so many things in this movie that I, th- I feel do that. This movie is still, even though I think it's much better received than, say, BVS and Man of Steel, yeah. it's almost still just as divisive. It's, yeah. And
1: People... I feel like with anything Snyder, it's going to be that way because there are some DC like hardcore super fans that do not like the characters being changed in any way. Right,
0: right. This movie has choices. Snyder makes choices. Right. What I mean by that is that it's like he's making a choice that he likes to see, not necessarily the one that's going to be the most popular. And so by doing that, you either fall in that camp or you don't based on what you're predisposed to like. you know what i mean and so here's this giant hulking kind of like crazy sci-fi looking villain some people are gonna like that because they're into that and some people aren't it's purely it's not objective it's purely based on like what you like to see you know what i mean and that's why i feel like half the people are kind of divided on it by the time the movie comes out and you see it in motion and you see the movie and this character is much more uh explored than he was in the other movie. Yeah. You see his motivations. He's got a whole fucking arc now. I feel people ended up liking it a lot more after the movie. Yeah. Oh, the the character himself was great. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I like him. I like Dark Darkseid. Darkseid's in this movie. We knew that from... Dark side they made look threatening. I like that. <laughs> so, Steppenwolf... Also, Steppenwolf's not very popular of a character. Like, he... Not that many people you know who he no, is. No, he's, he's like a henchman type character. Uh, right? Well, in the comics, he is Steppenwolf. Sorry, he's Darkseid's uncle. Oh, <laughs> but he also works basically for Darkseid. Okay. So there's a weird kind of like power paradigm there. But he's a humanoid. Basically, everybody from Apocalypse are humanoids. They look like humans. It's Darkseid that looks different. He looks like a monster because he did a thing and then he turned into a rock monster. And so Dark or sorry Steppenwolf should have looked like a human or at least did in the comics, and he just wears a helmet, like a Viking-style helmet, and that's why he has those horns. This design is obviously different. He's a big monster. They made him, like, alien. Exactly, which is fine. Yeah. Like, he's not a popular character. You can do whatever you want with him. Who cares? (laughs) You know what I mean? He has seven fingers. Who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, there's not that much that you can make and it still be fresh and original, but I can't remember a time I saw armor like that that just like it's semi-sentient is just kind of always moving around him when he's calm it's flat when he's in battle it spikes up it grows around his the face armor was pretty cool it's almost like iron man but he's a big monster <laughs> you know <laughs> what i mean but Darkseid looks just like he's ripped right out of the comic yeah he looks exactly he looks like scary the comic. and that's what people love about him it's a good design in the comic you don't really have to touch it too much no just put it on the screen. And that's what they did. And it looks incredible. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of tough to talk too many non-spoilers. But you're talking about the pacing. It doesn't feel four hours for whatever no. reason. Because I remember when it was time for us to, like, we took an
1: intermission. We got food. Yeah. By the time we did it, we were more than halfway through the movie. We were, like, a good two and a half hours in. It didn't feel like we were sitting there for that long. No. But we
0: basically had watched like an entire movie at that point. So we watched the movie the day after it came out, and I kind of couldn't wait that long. So I started watching it on my own the day before, and I really only wanted to watch like half an hour of it. You ended up watching like two hours? I watched two like two and a half hours of it. (laughs) I just couldn't stop. And it is very well paced because I mean it's just me, but like I didn't feel the need to like I wasn't bored. I couldn't find a place to stop. Like, if I can't stop the movie, it's because I'm in- invested in it. Right. You know, it moves very, very well. And I think it's just, that's just a product of having good characters, doing good things. So, when it comes right. to, like, a long movie, this might break up into, are you the kind of person that likes a long movie or not? I'm the kind of person that, if you give me good characters, and they're doing good things, like, interesting things, right. I don't care how long the movie is. Yeah, I will sit with it for as long as you want me to.
1: like... The extended version of Lord of the Rings. Yes,
0: yeah, I was going to bring that up. If I was just hanging out at my house by myself, and you just walked right in, you just invited yourself over, and you were like, "Hey, Arnold, do you want to watch Return of the King extended edition? It's four hours long." I'd say I'd be like, "Yeah," and we'd put it on. Let's we'd watch do it. it. I honestly like I would because I really like that movie. It's four hours long, but for whatever reason, it doesn't feel that long. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, four hours will pass, but you won't. And it's, you know what I'm saying yeah. but then if you said hey let's watch this random movie it's two hours long I'd be like ah god like that's long what can we watch something else like let's what's, what's mummy. Na- yeah what's 90 minutes what can we just like get in and out so it, it's weird how that works but again if the characters are good if you're invested in them it almost doesn't matter how fast a plot moves so are you not a big fan of Cloud Atlas oh I haven't seen it oh, okay that's a very <laughs> I, long movie I really, um, I, kinda, I really don't want to <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, anything else on non-spoilers? Honestly, I just want to get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah. So. The
1: only other non-spoiler thing I could say is that like, it, when this movie introduces the characters, it actually takes its time to do it, and it does do them justice.
0: That's, and that's why it, and almost, it, it justifies the law. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: almost makes up for some of these n- characters not having solo movies yet, because they do put so much into them.
0: Yes. This was a great movie for introducing Three to four new characters. Which they kind of had to do. Exactly. And and we talked about this when we talked about the Marvel format and how maybe they should have put this off more and built up more solo yeah. projects. In a world where you can get a four-hour Justice League movie, I would say you don't have to do that anymore. Because this movie did its due diligence in introducing these these new characters here's the thing how often
1: is a movie like this going to release never again
0: (laughs) again this is a unique uh situation it had this come out in theaters and it was two hours 45 or three hours long maybe we would not say that but when avengers the movie comes out they didn't have to introduce a single character because all those characters had already been introduced in prior movies and they can just move the story with characters that you are already familiar with right right that movie is two hours long. So when you look at this one that's twice the length, I feel like you don't need those movies anymore because it introduces these characters really, really well. And it essentially just takes the length of an entire movie to do it anyway. So Right. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's actually less time all, all, all when it's all said and done, right? Right.
1: And just as effective because by the end I did care about these characters. Yeah. Unlike... The last version of the movie where I was not at I all I didn't give a shit. Not even a little bit, exactly.
0: Yeah, so let's just go into spoilers. Again, if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but um so I thought we would break this up in each part. Like chapter by chapter. Yeah, just to like kinda quickly go through like what's in the movie basically. Yeah. Not we're not gonna like read the plot or anything. No. Well, but
1: would be a very long podcast exactly
0: so uh part one is called don't count on it batman also what do you think about the movie being chaptered i like it actually i, I didn't think i was gonna like it but i was cool with it i really like chaptered movies this is not a new opinion for me i'm not saying this because i'm a fanboy or anything that's the thing right. i'm trying not to sound like a fanboy i'm not honestly i just i just happen to really like this movie um i like it when tarantino does it there's a couple other movies i have done it did watchmen do it i'm not sure i don't think so i went online and and there's like a list and there's a bunch of movies that i forgot that are chaptered uh and now i forgot what they are too other than uh, tarantino (laughs) flicks but i think more movies should do this honestly because it's it's almost like reading it felt like reading a book you know where a chapter isn't like an episode of a tv show where it's like we said a self-contained story but it does give you like a sense of what's going to happen with an interesting title so when you see part one don't count on it batman you're already kind of kind of wetting your lips a little bit like oh what, yeah what does that
1: mean and usually i've noticed in this movie they will say the title of the chapter about five minutes into the chapter like it'll be in a line
0: but that's how books work too you yeah. know sometimes <laughs> that happens in a book and you're like oh that's why they named it and um this
1: <laughs> it also reminds me a little bit of uh you remember like the old old dvds yeah like every movie would have like like 20 or so chapters and they would all have names
0: yeah, but that was an afterthought, too. That's just what they did to It, it was to the an DVD. afterthought, but
1: it was interesting that each chapter was, like, named. Yeah, yeah. So, so, someone went through the movie and was like, all right, this will, this should be called this. Exactly.
0: Because today, movies still have chapters. But, but all, it's just chapter one, two, three, four, five. They don't mean four, anything. Five. Yeah, it's yeah. just,
1: like, a point that you can skip to. Exactly.
0: So, part one's called Don't Count on It, Batman. Basically, it, all that happens in this one is Batman visits Aquaman. Lois is seen visiting the Superman memorial. And then there's the Wonder Woman fighting the terrorists. And we see Steppenwolf attacking the Amazonians for the first mother box. That Wonder Woman
1: action scene, I remember a bit of that being in the theatrical cut, but this it was, was a really good scene.
0: Yeah, that's a sequence that was mostly in left intact with some parts cut out.
1: It was also like one of the only like Wonder Woman action scenes in the theatrical
0: cut, too. The thing that they took out was Wonder Woman killing that guy at the end. By reshoot time, they're like, no one kills anybody. Don't kill anybody. Which Don't do that. Wonder Woman does kill. That's okay, one right, of her exactly. things. The thing about Wonder Woman is that she doesn't have the same like ethical constraints as Batman and Superman does. She will kill her enemies. And she's a warrior. Yeah. She's the hardcore one of the Justice League. And usually they have to rein her back. um she's not like the other ones and i'm glad that they just did it you know yeah because also she's like five thousand years old these guys are about to fucking murder a bunch of children yep Fuck them no fuck that guy kill him no don't arrest him don't deal with no kill that fucker and i'm glad that she was just like you're done (laughs) that's a good scene though
1: yeah uh then um
0: oh and i love that they uh it's got again i don't want to talk too much about what they cut out right for the other movie but god damn it there's a scene with uh diana and a little girl that she just saved and it's so touching it's so well done <laughs> and i'm like who sees this and says nope cut it out we're short on time again we'll talk about it next week but they they had to get <laughs> the movie down to two hours yeah but it was just a, such a nice it was, bit it was a nice you know? character
1: moment for that yeah. too
0: and the little girl's like i want to be like you when i grow up and she's like you can be whatever you want and obviously, she's lying to the little girl. You cannot be Wonder Woman. Yeah. As we but, learned in Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. <laughs> but, <at> the, <laughs> I mean, if you wish on it, maybe, on a stone, <laughs> on a wishing rock. But she's just being inspirational, and that's what these DC heroes are supposed to be. It's amazing to me. Again, DC was, like, fixing problems that they created for themselves. Because by cutting that that little interaction out, they, they're trying to make it seem like their heroes are inspirational, but they, this was already in the movie. The part where She's being Wonder Woman is being inspirational, they cut that out. Uh,
1: like yeah, dumb.
0: Oh my god! I, so <laughs> I,
1: I, I like that scene. Batman trying to recruit Aquaman unsuccessfully. That, that was, was
0: good. That got reshot a lot.
1: Yeah, basically all the words are different. Uh, <laughs> but it was just, it was kind of funny just seeing Aquaman telling Batman to fuck off.
0: Yeah, there was a a part a lot of people don't like is the um the dirge. Which is the song that they sing. That's one of the scenes where I'm like... I didn't dislike
1: it, but if things needed to be cut out, that's probably one of the things that could have been easily.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those things where... Okay, so you cut that out. You save 10 seconds, 15 seconds maybe. I feel in like this it was a little longer four, than that. <laughs> it, yeah, it, may, it might have been like 20 to 30. <laughs> but in a movie that's four hours long. Like, right. The whole point of this is, fuck it, throw everything in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't mind it because I was already... Like, I already knew what I was getting into. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it was a little, whatever. It was a little bit weird. It was <laughs> a little because she's, like,
2: sniffing his shirt. She sniffs so. his sweater, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, what the hell?
0: <laughs> but he's their, like, savior. Like, they, they didn't have access to, like, food. Yeah, he helped and, them out a and lot. And he brings fish and stuff. So, like, I get it. Didn't need to be in the movie, really. Let's be honest. But no. I get it. Oh, and, the like, the opening credits are, like, eight minutes long. <laughs>
2: oh with uh there's a like lot of like uh, superman scream just traveling that, through the world and there's
0: a lot of like you know
1: batman hiking or whatever it's like, better than seeing yeah. like five minutes of braille or
0: webs yeah you know <laughs> so uh part two the age of heroes oh you know i forgot to mention the the when steppenwolf attacks the uh the amazons they're all just kind of like waiting there like they've been working in shifts to watch the mother box for like thousands of years yeah i guess so i guess all of the That's everybody except job. men
1: have been doing that
0: yeah the guys they, yeah the men just buried it too they buried the it and then it was found and it's just been transferred yeah. Yeah, between yeah, people yeah. also very poorly designed temple because when they, they when they like close the gates to lock whoever comes to steal the mother box in they're also locking themselves in. They yeah. could have put those pillars on the outside of the doors. It could have been like a like a sacrifice <laughs> thing. Like, I get it. But they could have also put the pillars on the outside of the doors. So when you knock yeah. the pillar down, the door closes behind you, not in front of you. Yeah, <laughs> but, I also liked it when they were like, um, Amazonians, show
1: him your fear. And then they go, cool. we have no fear. That was
0: cool. And then, uh, then the shot when all the Amazonians come in when the horses or whatever. Yeah. That was cool, too. Like, they're always ready for battle.
1: The chasing is a little long, but that's fine i like it
0: i like that scene a lot it was exciting yeah anyway part two age of heroes this basically starts with bruce and are on the plane i love that he has like a full ass plane for himself like not a private jet it's like an airliner like a commercial (laughs) yeah and it's just his that's very (laughs) bruce wayne so bruce wayne we meet silas stone and uh victor stone cyborg we do diana investigates dark Side. i like that whole part it felt indiana jonesy you know <laughs> it did yeah or actually you know what it felt like it felt like a national treasury because she's like oh what do i put in here oh this arrow <laughs> that's the key <laughs> <laughs> that's true like the end of a national treasure movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but instead of treasure it's like oh we're we're fucked
1: <laughs> oh i just found out the truth
0: about to, yeah so we meet uh, Aquaman and Volco, played by Green Goblin. God damn it, <laughs> uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, thank you. Diana goes to meet up with Bruce, and she recants the original fight with Darkseid. That whole sequence is great.
1: That was a really good, really, really good sequence. Yeah, which, that I assume all of that CG was done specifically for this cut because a lot was, of that, that was, was in probably... the first movie.
0: Uh, Zeus was in it, Ares was in it, there was a Green Lantern in it. But we didn't see like that detail. No, no, no. it was probably touched up a lot. Yeah. Um, Darkseid wasn't in it because they replaced Darkseid with Steppenwolf. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't do any of the background stuff. It was it was much shorter. Mm. So this one was much longer, and they explained the mother boxes. That, again, we'll talk about that next week. But right. they didn't explain the mother boxes in that movie very no, well. No, they just existed. And this one, they they tell you exactly what it is, which might give some people some Infinity Stone vibes
1: if you've only seen Marvel yeah, but, movies.
0: I mean, they're they're MacGuffins. Yeah. Whatever. Those are stones. These are boxes. You gather them. You're powerful. Yeah. But I, man, this opening fight, it's got Zeus, Artemis, Ares. That was David Thulis, by the way. That was his face. Uh, the guy, uh, you know, um, Professor Lupin. Professor Lupin. Oh fuck, werewolf boy! Yeah, 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 from Harry Potter, and then he was he was the bad guy in in Wonder, in Woman. Wonder Woman, but he's yeah. Ares, the son of Zeus, yeah, uh, god of war, and he's this he's was the, before he's the one he was bad, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's still power. Good and bad are relative. Yeah. Uh, he's the one with the axe. I mean, that was his face pasted on some buff guy's body, right? Fucking Zeus, whoever that actress looks so badass, like shooting lightning and shit. I would watch a Zeus movie. Um, like sign me up. Get that guy, get Artemis, Make him the villain of the Aries. third Wonder Woman movie. Is he still around? Who knows? I don't know. But, but... I would watch that. He was badass. Uh, there's a Green Lantern. I love that two seconds of this Green Lantern is better than all of the Green Lantern movie that came out not that long before, like 2008. <sighs> Fuck. No, 2011 or yeah, something like Yeah, it was like, like 11 that. or yeah. 10. Yeah. <laughs> That was the movie that was supposed to kick off the DC universe, and they're like, nope, next one, Man of Steel. <laughs> Another
1: WB being dumb again. Yeah,
0: Hippolyta's in that fight, Atlan is in that fight. It, it's, it's it's just really good.
1: A lot of um, very big historical characters in this universe were in that yeah. fight. Yeah.
0: It's one of those kind of connective tissues. We actually get to see a lot of the fight unfold. This movie feels a lot like Lord of the Rings, and that's one of the reasons I love
1: it. That was a very Return of the King scene. Yeah,
0: and it well, it almost felt like um, or the intro to yeah, the Fellowship. Yep, that
1: one when they're talking about um, the the
0: first the first battle, battle against Sauron,
1: Sauron yeah. and then how the rings were created for yep. you know dwarves, elves, men.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, part three, beloved mother, beloved son. This is mostly about cyborg, right? So, Cyborg and Silas. I really like the tension between him and Silas, the dad. He obviously resents his dad for not being like a good father, first yeah, of all, but also being kind of partially responsible for their situation.
1: Very loosely responsible.
0: Well, I mean, like, yeah, things would have gone. And he says it if you had driven, like, if you had been to the game, mom would still be alive. Right. Like, at the very least, things would have gone differently. He would have been driving mm-hmm. the car. Maybe. I think the implication is. He would have been driving, and the mom would have survived, and he would have died. Right. And I think for Cyborg, who is closer with his mother and kind He'd of resent his father, his mom. if he could, he would trade him. Yeah. You know, and that's... Which is kind of heartbreaking. That's emotional, because, yeah.
1: Because <laughs> you can also tell through this movie that Silas does love his son. Yeah. A- it's he a did very strange. everything strained, he could to bring yeah. him back.
0: It's a very strange relationship, but also he resents that, that he that turned he- him into this cyborg instead of just letting him die. Right. Uh, which is probably kind of the selfish thing to do.
1: It is. You know? Um, but it's one of those like selfish
0: acts born of love, though. Right. I always thought Cyborg was more of like the kind of easygoing fun character from like the Teen Titans TV shows. Mm-hmm. And then I, I looked it up and nope. <laughs> he's a very uh, tragic character. He's a very tragic, serious, angry character in every iteration, all the comics all the other versions. It's just the Teen Titans and the Teen Titans Go TV shows where he's like a different person. <laughs> and he's like and super fun and he's going. The show is
1: very popular too. Yeah. So it's very good. Yeah, it's but, good.
0: And that's kind of why I thought Cyborg was like that. And so right. when I see this, I remember thinking like, man, he's kind of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> but he's a bummer like that. That's who he is. This is very accurate to his character. Yeah. But I I like that. I like characters like this. It reminds me a lot of Dr. Manhattan. Where he's slowly losing his his humanity because of how, like, his body is evolving into, like, pure yeah. energy or godlike status or whatever. He's slowly kind of, like, trying to still figure out how much of a person he is or how much of a robot he is. And so his sense of humor is very dry or non-existent, you is know? Is this uh,
1: the I, sequence where we see him, like, basically in the internet? Yeah. Do okay. you like that?
0: I like that a I, lot. I love it. It was really I cool. fucking love it. And the music there is amazing it's the only track i've been listening to on repeat there's a couple other good ones don't get me wrong (laughs) and the music for overall is really good Mm -hmm. but the cyborg music is incredible the sequence is incredible it does a lot for his character too it shows what
1: type of person he is like he's watching that mom like struggle and he he just does what he can to help her out he gives her a hundred thousand dollars through the atm
0: right and it's like they've done it a million times like in movies how do you visualize going on the internet Like, what does it look like? Does it look like Wreck-It Ralph, you know, when Ralph breaks the internet? Does it look like any of these others? Does it look like Tron? Like, what is it? And I think they're like, again, this is not a new concept, but I think it was very, very well done. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's not going to mess up his visuals. No. He's definitely a visual director, and this sequence is just incredible, I think.
1: Yeah. Both from a, like, character standpoint, story standpoint, and visual standpoint. The whole, this entire sequence is... Really good. One of the best parts of the movie, I'd say.
0: I agree. And I think it's such a good way of in four minutes, five minutes, however long the sequence is, to explain to the audience exactly what his powers are. Yep, And very well done. Because it doesn't feel like an info dump. It feels informative but entertaining. It's almost like a music video. Like, it it works (laughs) really, really well.
1: Because we learn, like, basically who he is as a person and what he can do all at the same time.
0: Right. It also has the Flash intro. In that Decentro one was... Um, I've seen a lot of opinions on this. I
1: didn't hate it. I've seen a lot of opinions on this too. I was fine with it though. Like, We get him being like a really awkward guy. Yeah. And then he notices that Iris West is in danger. Mm-hmm. And he goes and saves her. But at the same time, he's in the middle of like an interview. And you can tell that he was thinking about the interview at the time too. Because while he's saving Iris, he grabs a hot dog.
0: Oh, yeah, for the pups.
1: And uses it for the pups to I thought secure he was the eat job. It. <laughs> At first, I thought he was going to eat it. I thought it was like, oh well, this is just some dumb gag. Yeah, <laughs> but it showed that he was he was actually still thinking about what he was originally well, doing. He has too. all the
0: time in the world, right? Yeah, when he's going that fast. I guess
1: essentially he does. I the, was fine with the, the music was a little weird,
0: but I didn't dislike it. Again, I'm trying so hard to not come off. Like a fanboy, I am not. It. I loved it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was so so good. A complaint I do see, and I understand, I completely understand, is that this Barry Allen does not feel like Barry Allen the character. Barry Allen's not super jokey. He's not the funny guy. He's not no. awkward. But personality wise, they did kind of mix Barry Allen and Wally West, and Wally West is the jokester. Yeah, and it just, it does feel like the team needs a comedic relief
1: well yeah because who the hell else would it be <laughs> right
0: <laughs> and that's why in the Justice League TV show from the early 2000s they use Wally 90s, West they use Wally West instead yeah. of Barry Allen because he's the one bouncing off Batman who's like the straight man obviously yeah. and some of these other characters who well, this one a of humor
1: this version of Barry Allen is also so young that he's basically like fanboying that he's like with yeah. like superheroes and stuff Yeah. like I, the whole movie he's just like it looks like he's just happy to be
0: there yeah Yeah, and I really like that. And I don't think it's pure Wally West either. I think this is Barry Allen because he's just, he has a sense of humor and he's a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's on the spectrum for all we know. This version of him could be. Yeah. And he is used for comedic effect. However, he is still cerebral. And there are scenes in this that, since you don't have to chop it up, really kind of showcase that. That he is still the very cerebral Barry Allen. Yeah. The scene with his dad in the jail. He's not making weird, awkward comments and jokes. He is very serious there, and he very yeah. much is dedicating his life to helping his dad out. And that's that's who Barry, Barry Allen is. Yep. So it can be both. They have it can core be two of things of his
1: character down yeah, at the very least. Exactly his um, motivations. Yeah,
0: but this brings me to a main point in this movie is that Zack Snyder here likes to make choices that he likes. Right. He's unapologetic it's about story, it. And his story. So and. One is the music that like you just said, the song that they picked. This is by Rose Betts. Rose Betts, yeah, Song to the Siren. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I'm downloading this song. I love it. It it does sound it's got the same beginning like three notes as uh Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> I don't know if you notice that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yep. And then it does something different. And so for a second, I heard someone else say that too. They were like, Is this <laughs> now, I would have liked that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> real weird. But it's my, I'll be honest, this is my genre of music. I like kind of depressy, folksy mm-hmm. music, but I get why people wouldn't well, like it. I, I think it's the tone yeah. of the scene. I think that's why it's a little odd. I don't, I don't know, man. I, because the, the moment here is life and death. That's and true. He's intervening it's not a fun like other than him grabbing the hot dog and putting it in his in his pocket it's not supposed to be a super fun experience no some of the things i like when he breaks out of his shoes i mean he breaks out of his shoes that's not that's neither here nor there for me (sighs) i like that when he runs he's not in this scene he's not really running he's more kind of like shuffling over because he's not actually running fast not for him no he's just he's mostly just kind of shuffling over and kind of looking around and like okay what do i do Like, what's the best course of action for me to save this girl who's floating in the air? She's going to crash into that How do I have her not die? Okay, so, like, I'm going to... But if you see him run, it's again, it's not really a run. He's like... (laughs) But the choice of music, again, I stand by it. I really like it. But I think it's a bold, ballsy move to, like, pick music that you personally like and put it in this movie. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because if if you, me, and two other people were to get in a car and go on a road trip and you pick the song... Is a good chance two people in the car won't like that song. Yeah, because everybody's preference is different. It's music is very subjective. Yeah. It would have been much safer to go with, like, score music and let Junkie Excel write something here and perform it, but mm. he picked a song he liked. Well, and that's a thing Snyder does a lot, I feel like, in all of his movies.
1: he If he
0: likes a song, it's going to be in that movie. Yeah, and, <laughs> and again, I'm not fanboying what it is that... We just happen to have a very similar taste in music. I like all the songs that he picks in his movies. Okay. That's fair. So uh, the other songs in this are by... There's only three, by the way. Which is a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Avengers had more. <laughs> but the other two are by Nick Cave. And I really like Nick Cave also. Okay. So when I heard those, I was like, "That's I immediately recognized So him. you love the score and the soundtrack of this yeah. movie. Yeah. But <laughs> I was like, I didn't know those songs, but I immediately recognized Nick Cave. And I was like... I'm downloading those as soon as this is over. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of Harry Potter Deathly Hallows Part 1. Not just because it's also a Nick Cave song that they use in that. Yeah. But because it's such a choice to pick this song in a weird kind of genre that not everyone knows and not everyone likes. It
1: worked really well in Harry Potter, I feel like. And they
0: and they put it in a scene that they made up for the movie that wasn't in the books. Yeah. But they needed kind of a montagey kind of sequence to just show harry and hermione surviving through this like yeah they can Mm -hmm. stop and and share a moment of friendship it wasn't it was completely platonic that's why i love that scene so much they're just friends and they had a moment where they could kind of forget about their hardships and kind of enjoy each other's company and they picked a a weird song for it and it's Mm -hmm. it's a really good song but most people probably didn't like this while
1: ron's being like a bitch and yeah
0: ron's gone (laughs) (laughs) yeah It, it kind of reminded me of that like it's a bold choice and that's kind of why I like it. I think it paid it paid off for me. I know it didn't for a lot of people, but... Oh, there's a part where uh, Wonder Woman and Bruce Wayne hold hands on accident. <laughs> and they're
1: very awkward about it. I think she intimidates him sexually.
0: <laughs> I, I like it. Eh, I'm here for it. And they're both like, oh, I didn't mean to... I, uh, sorry. <laughs> I want to say Batman and Wonder Woman have hooked up before. I think Ma- so. It, I think it happens Su- more often with Superman. Superman and Wonder Woman. They do have relationships. But... So that's why I'm kind of not sure, actually, if Batman and, But the thing about Batman is that, like, j- just because he's not superpowered doesn't mean that, like... He can't fuck. Well, well Okay, <laughs> yes. But I think he's attracted to power. Because when you look at all his girlfriends, other than, like, Vicky Vale, <laughs> who's nobody. <laughs> but, like, it's Catwoman, who, like, obviously intimidates him probably a little bit. And then it's Talia al Ghul, who's, like, another, like, super-villain. Yeah. You know?
2: very powerful
0: <laughs> yeah i think he's obviously like attracted to that yeah so it, it doesn't pay off anywhere like it's whatever yeah it, but it
1: was like it was just an awkward moment between them that's all and that's fine it kind of humanizes them
0: yeah no i enjoyed it
1: <laughs> so bruce goes after barry
0: bruce goes after barry and he's Diana very goes successful after barry cyborg loves the idea of this superhero team up i, I thought that was cool too because you want to break up You know, you have Cyborg who's like reluctant, and then you have Arthur, Aquaman, who's also reluctant. You can't have Barry also be reluctant. (laughs) Barry's like, oh, hell yeah. I'm down. (laughs) Yeah, I want to be a superhero. Um, I love all that stuff. Uh, Did you notice? Actually, you did. You're the one that told me. When they get in the Mercedes and then drive away, a billboard in Central City says, You are not alone. You are not alone, which is one, a reference to Man of Steel when Zod gets there and he says, You are not alone. But then also the billboard is for the ADSP or something. It's the American something suicide prevention. Okay, the suicide so that, prevention
1: hotline basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, right right, 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 Which is what a lot of this movie benefits. It's what um, Zack Snyder represents. It's
1: yeah. What a lot of the fans donated to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And
0: that's kind of what this movie was all about. You know, it's for his his daughter and stuff. So that was that was pretty cool. And then Steppenwolf steals the second mother box from Atlantis, uh, fights Mero and Aquaman. Beats um, the
1: shit out of him, too.
0: Yeah. Mera sucking all the water and then blood out of his face was yeah. fantastic.
1: She was bloodbending him.
0: Yeah. It's so important to note, I think, that this movie's rated R, but I feel like people don't care about ratings when you're streaming when you're, so much as when you go don't to care the about it when theater. you're at home. I, I guess. Yeah. It's not like a hard R or anything, though. No, they they like added. They say three, fuck like twice, or three, three there's times. Three oh, there's three, Ooh. and there's a ton of blood. Yeah, but even, but the even blood, blood, the blood was...
1: could probably make it like a hard PG thirteen. So,
0: it, I mean, there was probably zero fucks in this movie originally and no blood because they had to be pg-13 when it goes to streaming hbo's probably like who cares what we'll do whatever you want i don't we don't care so he's like all right sweet i'm gonna add blood some of the blood because all the a blood's little, cg anyway some of
1: it's a little grotesque
0: well so they asked him about this and he said he likes his movies to have stakes yeah and a lot of times you get in these kinds of movies you get people fighting or whatever and nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, But humans are fucking fragile. Yeah, no, like, you'll see someone get thrown against
1: the wall, and you'll see, like, blood and, like, what looks like a little bit of, like, brain matter on the wall. Yeah. When they hit. Exactly. And
0: that's what would happen if you got thrown that hard up against a rock.
1: Yeah, by a super-powered man. Exactly.
0: So there's a ton of blood. Cyborg says, fuck the world, which is great, Uh. I think. And that was probably added on the terrorists say oh yeah get to the fucking something and then at the end and
1: then at the end which is which is a a scene that we'll get
0: to batman says fucking yeah
1: (laughs) i also liked and i see that you have that here in your notes um when they talk um when they're not in like the air bubble they communicate through like dolphin squeaks
0: i don't like that how how else would you talk underwater though Okay, it, it makes sense so here's the oh you like it I like it it makes well, sense well cause you don't like the movie Aquaman that's, yeah. that's really what this boils down <laughs> to and so anything different you're like yeah I'm glad they changed that could you watch a whole fucking movie though of them dolphins squeaking at each other well that's why they make those air bubbles to speak but if they live underwater they're not gonna make air bubbles all the time like ah no and the problem here is the lack of it's not maybe not lack of communication it's just that they're trying to set up an Aquaman movie that they haven't figured out yet Yeah, they hadn't figured out all of the mechanics of like how do these people communicate and travel and what does this look like underwater and they maybe should have had ironed that out a little bit well, more maybe in the Aquaman
1: movie to normal people that is how they're talking we just hear them in English
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah they're really just squeaking at each other <laughs> I like that idea <laughs> Uh, and it's the same reason why Mara has a British accent in this. <laughs> I like the British accent better too. She's okay at it. There's a, there's some parts where it doesn't sound great. Right. She's not British, she's American. Right. But so what happened is when they reshot this with Joss Whedon, I guess at that point they're like, they probably had figured out more about the Aquaman movie at that point, and they knew that maybe she should be American, <laughs> use her just regular accent. And so it's probably it
1: was probably easier.
0: It's probably for the best. So she does the reshoots in American accent. So then in Aquaman, she has an American accent also. But again, this was filmed before. So it's just a product of like her hair is not out of time. Well, there's barely any color underwater, too. That's the other thing. That's true. I'll get to that. But the irony here is that the scene at the end was a reshoot. So they brought her back to do to do the British accent <laughs> because otherwise you would break up the continuity within the movie itself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess she could like pick up an American accent. People pick up
0: accents. Uh, so, and this is years <laughs> later, exactly. But so, you know. uh, so again, her character has an American accent. It's been established that's the canon. Yeah, but because this is a slightly out of canon, before that even happened, <laughs> like they, she had to be British again. So so that and uh also fuck amber heard oh yeah, okay yeah sure cancel her no sure yeah let's let's <laughs> cancel her but at the same time like I, I do like her in these movies uh i think she makes a good mera however you could probably recast her and it'd be fine yeah you could she, put what's her name from game of thrones uh clark yeah Amelia clark she would do just as fine yeah <laughs> i like so, her too so yeah <laughs> <laughs> just plug her in right and that's the other thing that we were talking about. They hadn't figured out what like underwater looks like. Yeah. Um, a lot of this movie is very desaturated. That's a complaint. Okay. is that That's how Zack Snyder kind of shoots his movies. I like it. The football scene might be the most beautifully shot football movie ever because football fields are better lit than this. But this is also not because true it's saturated,
1: life. it makes it look very cinematic. It, well, it's
0: what's supposed to be dramatic because it's also his memories. Like it's not true. Yeah, I, I think it's like a it's it's one of those like unreliable narrator situations where like that's not literally what happened. That's how he remembers it. And so it's dark. It's yeah, very maybe shadowy. Maybe he didn't get
1: the touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe he lost the game. I don't maybe know. Maybe he sucks. <laughs> but um, also, they were playing Wisconsin, which is a real team. <laughs> oh, but back to uh, underwater. Like I, I do like. Aquaman's look better, like the movies look, where it's very colorful. Because, well, yeah, underwater can be very colorful. Like fish are very colorful. Coral reefs it are very colorful. on how deep underwater you are. Yeah but, yeah, but also in that movie, they say they can see better underwater because their eyes adjust to low light. Because that's there's very true. little yeah. light down there, and fish and I will say, can
1: see. The way that that's one of the things I did like about the Aquaman movies was the way it looked.
0: Yeah, it, so it looked good. It would have been nice if there was some continuity here, but like they hadn't figured it out. Yeah, this was made before that. So, yeah. yeah. But whatever. Part four change machine. So, that's in reference to the Mother Box, and that's kind of how they explain what the Mother Boxes are, right? Yeah. Uh, But first, they finally suit up together. This is like almost two hours into the movie. (laughs) And we finally see like Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, uh, and Cyborg all like suited up. They're on the rooftop with Commissioner Gordon yeah that's all really good i like all that stuff
1: missioner gordon's cool in this movie too
0: and yeah when they all
1: disappear and the flash is still there yeah. i like that i think that was that was left in the theatrical cut that too. was in the theatrical yeah, yeah. which i was surprised that that little jokey scene was a snyder
0: scene actually yeah <laughs> well this movie in general is it is much lighter than like it bvs it and is and even Steel. though
1: the stakes are much higher
0: yes but maybe that's it. Maybe part of that is like a balancing act. But yeah, it really does seem like all three of these movies are reverse engineered from this idea. That I think he goes, I want to get to Justice League. And those are going to be the fully realized versions of these characters. Superman, Batman, right. Flash. And we're going to work our way backwards. So I want to get to it at the end. But I think this movie nails a lot of the character complaints that we had before. I agree. It's unfortunate that it took this long to get there. And I see how it was all part of the plan. I just disagree with the plan. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's also
1: unfortunate that we might not see this amount to well, anything.
0: That's the thing. If you build up these characters the way you want it to do, Mr. Zack Snyder, and you take from 2013 to 2017, that's five years to do this. Yeah, I can't do math. That's four years, four years. to do this. That might be too long. You know what I mean? Yeah. People to, are going to lose interest. To and... get the fully realized Batman who has turned over a new leaf and to get a fully realized Superman who is a big inspiration of optimism and hope to the world. Uh, yeah. Maybe you should have done that right off the bat. But in this movie, at the very least, it is very satisfying well, to get like, these characters. Um, it's like what I said
1: during the BBS episode. I think maybe, and I think I was right, that this movie is going to retroactively make those movies better. Yes. Which it did.
0: I think so, too. <laughs> I told you that. I said that. We we talked about it we, we said we, we said that we we did it together as a team <laughs> we said it in different ways we're a team no no no. you're yeah. absolutely right now that you see the big picture you can go back and be like okay well yeah batman's in a rough spot but he is gonna make a whole 180 in the next movie <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um and now i feel like it's a payoff seeing these characters like this here it's such a Payoff. It's a very long it payoff, is a, though. Yeah, That's it is the a thing. Long. Well, also, this movie was delayed for four years. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was supposed to come out three and a half years ago. <laughs> Even then, though, it would have been a long payoff to wait until yeah, 2017 sure, to exactly. see that. Um, But
1: if this movie came out four years ago...
0: It wouldn't have felt as long.
1: It wouldn't have felt as long. And I also think DCEU would be in a very different spot right now. Yeah.
0: Because this, this is a popular movie right now. People At the moment, more, yeah, it more is. More fans are loving it than they are hating it's, it.
1: It's... The most buzz that DC has gotten for their movies since
0: Dark Knight. Maybe since, like, BVS. But that's negative buzz. That's Yeah, I mean, like, positive. <laughs> positive but, buzz like, is like, The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. For sure. So, I don't know. Fucking do something with this. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, the sewer fight. I like all this a lot. Uh, all the sewer stuff is really good, I think. It's only a shame that we had seen most of it in the last movie. Yeah. In a different context and not as good. <laughs> Right. Because, yeah, I remember watching a scene. I'm like, I've, I've seen this before. Yeah. That's kind of the unfortunate thing is that we've seen the main parts yeah. of this movie, basically. But um, one thing I
1: thought was a little weird was he told Flash to, like, get the people out. All he was really kind of doing was
0: running alongside him, telling them to hurry up. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I thought he was going to, like, carry people or something. Yeah. Or, well, between, or him him and Cy- between him and Cyborg, they were doing it. But then uh, the part where all the rubble is going to crash on them, and you've got him flashing around. Yeah. (laughs) And you only see flashes of him. I love that bit. That was cool. Because also, we've seen speedsters before. Like, Flash has had several seasons of of a TV show. We had two versions of Quicksilver. We've seen every different way you could do a speedster at this point. Yeah. We haven't quite seen that. You know? Yeah. It was, again, in the movie universe and the sci-fi genre, we've seen everything. So, it's crazy when they find something that we haven't seen yet, and they and they really utilize it. Yeah, I love that bit.
1: I also love when this is also when he knocks the sword into Wonder Woman's hand, right? Yeah, he
0: did that in the last one too. But he like just, they kept it. He's so happy. About yeah, he's like, I did something because <laughs> that's us. You know what I mean? Like if we joined a superhero team, that'd be us. Like I did something to help. I am part of the team, <laughs> and then he trips. <laughs> yeah. I also like that Batman's not blue than this one. We'll get to that <laughs> next week, but he's regular. He's black, as he should be. But yeah, this part they explain the boxes a little bit better because they have one box with them. In the last movie, I don't, I don't remember what they say about the mother boxes, but it's very unclear what they do in that movie. And this one all, is very clear. All we knew clear-cut. was that like
1: it helped make Cyborg the way he was.
0: All we knew was it was a MacGuffin. Like you just had to get it. Yeah. That's it. But in this one, it's. They brought these and they left them behind, and now they want them again so that they can destroy the world, turn it into another apocalypse, and continue dominating new worlds. That's their end game, right? And Steppenwolf has to do it himself before he's allowed back to Apocalypse. Yeah, he got, did he get, like, banished or something? Apparently he got banished. It's implied that, like, he maybe made a, a pass for the throne or something. Okay. he betrayed Darkseid, and now he's banished. He's exa- He's, he's exa- like a yeah. Prince Zuko. Zuko, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that while we are watching the movie.
1: His honor rests on uh, capturing Earth. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but the Mother Box shows him that the anti-life equation is on earth right which is dark side's end goal uh is to which find is the anti-life equation kind of a weird thing because like did dark side not know it was there did he lose the planet because he was yeah. previously on earth right i think what they said is that he knows that it's on the planet that fought back. Fought, fought back the only one that only planet he's ever lost was earth and so <laughs> but I forget guess where forgot. it was at <laughs> like it's been a few thousand years
1: which I guess is like planets move through space they're always moving so I mean the locations yeah. obviously different so you got but yeah boom tubes
0: also like it it also might be that he didn't know the anti-life equation was there I don't know and he it, found out
1: later and he was like oh fuck I got to find that really. planet like, again
0: yeah to me this is a nitpick I'm like eh, it's just one to of those some things. people it's like a plot hole though which I guess it <sighs> could I don't think be. it's a plot hole if the thing is, if you pick apart other movies, you could do things like this. Yeah. You know? For 30 years, we were saying, like, oh, Han Solo thinks that a, a parsec is a unit of distance. Han Solo's you know? an idiot. <laughs> or a unit of time, not a un- yeah. uh, unit of distance. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, is this a plot hole? Like, does it matter? It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's whatever. The boxes can basically change matter. And i love the part where he explains where that specific box has been through that the nazis found it uh and then clearly they they probably used it for a real program that they did where they were trying to like like a science-y thing yeah they were oh they're trying to find uh like uh, mythological artifacts Mm -hmm. yeah that was real uh and i love nazi fake period movie things I fucking love that shit.
1: There was another Nazi project where they were trying to like unlock like hidden potential I think it was called like the MK
0: Ultra program. That was a thing too. Really? I think. We'll look that up, yeah. I'm down. Let's look it up. <laughs> but uh Captain America did it where it's like World War Two, but actually here's a lot of stuff you didn't know. And yeah. Inglorious Bastards. I fucking
1: love you know, all stuff that like that's great i love when games do it too like yeah. wolfenstein yeah or uh call of duty
0: zombies yeah all of that was based off like nazi experimentation i don't stuff. know why there's something interesting f- about it fake movies with or like movies with like fake nazi history is so fun but it's so fun it's it's
1: fun yeah. because they really did try to do weird things like that sure and like, those movies like it, are like well what if they found something it's
0: semi-plausible yeah history yeah so the decision to revive Superman is still in this movie, but in this one, it just, it just makes more sense. And then there's the scene when Martha goes to speak to Lois, but actually it's the Martian Manhunter. Did you know, was what? that a surprise for you? The Martian Manhunter? Yes. Because we, it was, it, it's this big open secret that he was in this movie because Snyder mentioned that forever ago that, oh yeah, my movie would have had Martian Manhunter. And so people knew he was in this movie. Uh, but they since, didn't know when he was going to show up. Well, because, you know, this movie was never supposed to come out. Right. Then it was revealed that it was this character, General Swanwick, who was in the last the two The whole movies. time. The whole time. He was always there. He was always supposed to be the Martian Manhunter. And so when we were rewatching these, I realized that you didn't know that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep this from him. Because I want. <laughs> I, I thought, I'm going to save one surprise for you, yeah. you know? In our Man of Steel episode, Chris mentioned it. Yeah. And you didn't catch on. I was like, oh, he doesn't know this. And and Chris stopped talking about it. <laughs> So I'm glad that you have uh, that wasn't spoiled for you, but yeah, it was. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> part of me thinks though that that was a reshoot, and that conversation between Lois and Martha was supposed to be Lois the real Martha. Martha. Wasn't Martha still
1: in Smallville like two scenes later though? I guess maybe. Yeah,
0: I just couldn't tell if it was original or not. I and mean, he just wanted to do you shove think, in Martian do, do Manhunter. Do you think the one in later
1: in the epilogue was original, where he comes down and just talks to no, Bruce? No, that's new. That's actually a new scene?
0: Apparently, they wanted to use Green Lantern, and they couldn't. Why not? Uh, WB was being weird. is like, so Even weird. though there are two Green Lanterns in this well, movie. There are two. is in this, too. This is a too. dumb
1: thing that WB does, though, because back when the CW shows were doing like really well, WB was like, oh, you can't use the Suicide Squad anymore, and you can't use right. Deathstroke because we're going to have them in our movies.
0: Even though they're completely unrelated. Yeah. I don't know, but... I've heard that maybe that scene could have been a green lantern and so Ben Affleck is acting up against like whoever that is cuz all he says is like can I help you <laughs> like person flying in the air so that could have been but either just a dude Martian in the Manhunter green morph suit floating Yeah from... <laughs> exactly but I, I do like that it's Martian Manhunter um Yeah well he's a cool character too I he like is. him and he's and he's a an important member of the Justice League and it's like you're doing Justice League do it go all in what what's holding you back Again there's two the studio. Green, yeah but there's two Green Lantern's in this movie, for fuck's sake. They both die. Who was the second one? log is in this. Uh, there's a vision of uh, the future, oh, oh. and his body's on the ground. That's
1: right. When you see uh, yeah. everybody getting killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, the vision that Cyborg sees? Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part five, All the King's Horses. So this is the part where they dig up Superman. Oh, Ryan Choi is in this movie. If you don't know who that is, I didn't know who it was, but that is the second... Adam, um, So that Chinese assistant. Okay. Or that other doctor.
1: Oh, towards the end of the movie, they say something like, oh, something working with... Nanotech. Nanotech. Yeah. That's your thing, right? And he's yeah. like, yeah,
0: that's my thing. So that was supposed to maybe spin off into an Adam movie. We're
1: not getting a Ray Palmer, though?
0: Well, that was the thing. Skip Ray Palmer and go to... No. Uh, yeah, the
1: shows are doing Ray Palmer Ray anyway. Right, Choi.
0: Well, also, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there's so many white male superheroes that when given the chance to why not diversify yeah, exactly. without
1: actually changing the character exactly yeah. because
0: the, this guy is Chinese in, in the comics and he's they got a real Chinese actor like that man's accent was very yeah real <laughs> and Snyder said my idea was maybe let them choose whether or not to like spin this off into an Atom movie set in China but with the- Chinese people probably in Chinese great box office numbers Well, yeah. But I mean, the thought of that is super interesting, though. If they're going to make a movie set in this universe, but it is a legitimately Chinese film, that would be interesting. In Chinese. Because that actor. Is actually Chinese. This is his only English language credit on his IMDb. He has only done Chinese stuff. Hey, he did a good job. Oh, yeah. He's he's great. Like, (laughs) I mean, he speaks English, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, But he's only ever acted in China okay uh and he's fairly popular over there okay we don't know who. oh so this
1: could have spun off into like a chinese that was i think that
0: was legitimately the idea is that's why they didn't get an american chinese actor they got a chinese chinese actor (laughs) you know china would have loved that that i think that would have been so cool like even if we have to watch it with subtitles it is a little bit like okay well how do you think they watch our movies like either subtitles or in bad dub (laughs) so (laughs) uh that would have been super cool it's too bad i mean who knows who knows what the future lies for 99% chance it's not happening yeah but But like that's a good idea they can still do that unfortunately that character is from this movie yeah okay well so is iris west and she's gonna be in the flash movie true same actress okay so i don't know anyway did you notice a pregnancy test in this i did i'll explain that later yeah I,
1: i didn't get it but i noticed that it was there I was like, did Superman...
0: It was very clearly put there, too. Yeah. Like, like, it's not just, like, she yeah. blink and you miss it. It's no, it the was The camera there. holds on it, yeah, so... I was like, is she pregnant? I'll explain. <laughs> I, don't, I don't We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> in this one, the uh, the plan is much clearer, like, what they're going to do. Uh, in the last one, it was super rushed, but... So, they're going to drop the mother box, and Barry's going to charge up to it, and that's when Cyborg has the vision of, like, what could... The mother box speaks to him. Because that's Cyborg's thing. He talks He's to connected. Technology. Right, he's connected to it. And it shows him that Wonder Woman could die, or will die. Aquaman will die. We see Darkseid using the Omega Beams. So in the comics, he has similar to heat vision, to Superman's heat vision, but it's like omnidirectional. He can make it go anywhere, and it's like a million times worse. <laughs> so basically, if you're in his proximity, he could just kill you on the spot. Uh, Darkseid is... Like, the big bad of the DC Universe. Yeah. So, that looked really cool, too. That effect. Oh, and then um, that scene where uh, Superman is holding, like, a fried corpse. Um, and Darkseid's That was Lois, over him. right? That's Lois. Yeah. I'm almost positive that wasn't in the original idea for this movie. That is... Yeah, because that's a catalyst towards the
1: nightmare scene that we see later.
0: Yes, but that's not original henry cavill that is a do you remember in, in man of steel when he breaks odd's neck yeah that's that footage uh, they okay they reversed it huh uh, they mirrored it i mean and they reformed oh, so they, they did like the real it. trick with it yep to, so okay. he didn't actually shoot that which makes me think because someone pointed out they, they did it side by side i spent too much time on twitter basically <laughs> but so that probably wasn't in the original idea for this movie that was in this cut of this movie okay uh and, and then the, the superman fight what do you think about the superman fight um it was better with context yeah and, <laughs>
1: yeah exactly because you keep wanting to compare it but we are talking about the other
2: movie we'll next do week. we're gonna do that next
0: week exactly. Yeah. but on its own this works really well mm-hmm. again the best parts of that movie are in this movie so yeah i'm not a huge fan of doing evil superman and that seems, we've talked about it, seems to be like the, the trend. Yeah. And so I like that this part is just, it's short. Um, and they explicitly say like he's... He's confused. He's confused. He's acting on instinct yeah. alone. Right. And it is interesting. It is interesting to see the good guys all fighting. Yeah. Like it's interesting when Marvel does it. And they've, they've done it several times mm-hmm. when the Avengers are fighting each other. So I do like that, and it does give you a bit of a measuring stick of like how strong Superman is. He can him. see the Flash running. Yeah, I love that part because <laughs> it's you—you know—he's stronger than all these people. You know, he's stronger than Wonder Woman. How much stronger than Wonder Woman? That's the kind of part that we didn't really know. And Wonder Woman does put up a fight, obviously. Right. But then the Flash at this part of the movie, I would have assumed like, oh, he can't see Flash, and he like turns around and he and, and then sees you him. see the Flash's face. He's like, oh, I love shit. That oh shit face he does <laughs> is it's the subtle humor you know it's not a joke but it's funny
1: yeah like he looks scared shitless that superman can see him yeah
0: so part six something darker so the team goes to russia we talked about batman's arc in this and batman doesn't i feel like he doesn't do that much in this movie really because it's not so much about him like the last movie was but I love Batman in this movie. Well, his
1: character arc in this is basically like turning over a new leaf. Yes. And then tr- it, trying to bring these heroes together. It
0: feels complete to me. I feel mm. like watching this movie was so satisfying because I feel like this is Batman. This is the Batman. I got Batman animated, animated series vibes from this, you know, which is the Batman I grew up with. <laughs> like, he is a fully realized Batman. He's seen good. He's seen bad. But at the end, like... He feels wise in this. Yeah. Early in the movie, he says... Or about halfway through the movie, he tells Alfred, like, for the first time in my life, I'm working off faith and not reason. So he's telling Alfred... Because Alfred's still worried about him. He's like, you're going to get killed or whatever. He says some other stuff. And he's like, I'm doing what you want for once. Like, you won. This is the most (laughs) optimistic I've seen Batman. Exactly. Ever. Right. (laughs) This version of Batman, specifically. (laughs) And so... It's crazy to me that, like, this was always the plan for this character, and yet DC still wanted to, quote-unquote, course-correct it, when it's already in the movie. You didn't have to fix it. All you had to do was let it happen. Because, exactly. <laughs> just let it happen, because it's in the movie. And he means it, because in the last movie, he says, if there's a even a 1% chance that Superman is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. So, that is purely reason, statistics. Yeah. That's how he's working. And now... He's a little wiser. He's a little older. He's seen some things. He's more optimistic. And so when he says something like, "Superman showed me blah blah blah," because he it's worded differently in both movies, it means something now. It's not like in the in the theatrical cut, he just says Superman was a beacon of hope, and we're like, "You don't mean that," because we just saw the last movie, and you didn't think that <laughs> exactly. That's not what you said. And in Especially this in the one, the theatrical cut of the last movie too. <laughs> exactly, but it, it's all fucked. But in this one you here he is you feel him like you see the character come realizing his arc he is just a better batman and when he's assembled the team he's completed his mission and they all get on the on the it's called the Flying Fox I don't call it that but that's how it was <laughs> they said it at one point They get in the plane and he turns around and he's like Faith Alfred Faith like for me it was like a boom moment you know
1: Yeah no he's a different man at this point I <sighs>
0: And Affleck kills it. We'll talk about it next week, but he phones in the reshoots really bad. Again, he was going through a lot of shit. Yeah. But in this, like, he's he's really good. Superman picks his black suit. What do you think about that? Uh, Well, his black suit is a suit that he uses after he's resurrected anyway, right? Yes.
1: Which, I guess from a comic standpoint, that's why they had that happen. But I don't know why he, this version of Superman, picks the black yeah. suit.
0: It's just an editing thing. And this, is, this goes to show how, like how much like effect like a simple edit in a movie will have on you Mm -hmm. like when you're watching the movie because the suit wasn't black originally it was red and blue right Uh, the black suit doesn't actually exist in real life
2: Mm -hmm.
0: he wanted to do the black suit because one he's Zack Snyder and he's metal right (laughs) and the black (laughs) suit's metal as fuck but two in the comics yeah like you were saying like when Superman dies when he comes back he wears a black suit for a while because in I guess in 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 canon it helps him absorb in story it it regenerates his powers Okay, it's a regenerative suit because he when he wakes up he doesn't have as many of his powers or whatever but also in comics you gotta break up the monotony of it it's the same reason why they wrote a reason to put Spider-Man in black for a while right yeah it's Venom but he wanted to do Zack Snyder wanted to do black suit DC said no absolutely not you're not gonna make him darker than the last movie so no red and blue so they shot this on red and blue. But now that he gets a second chance to just do whatever he wants, they colored it black. Right. First of all, looks great. It um, does look good. You wouldn't think that that was colored in post. You've, <laughs> even with like CGI or whatever, it just it looks super real, you know. Mm-hmm. But in that scene when he picks the black suit, he doesn't actually pick the black suit. That was filmed as him picking the suit that was shown on screen, the blue and red one. Uh, you see what i'm saying but because they colored it in post and they didn't reshoot that scene then we are left to assume that the black suit was off camera and he picked it okay making him look a little emo right (laughs) right but like his attitude isn't like no down or anything he's still like superman but but because that scene exists and because they got colored in post it makes us feel like he chose the black like, suit. He's just like, you know what? Which just, is
1: a, f- I'm just feeling it.
0: <laughs> which is kind of a weird thing to do, but also you're not going to reshoot that scene just to clarify that one thing. Yeah. And Henry Cavill wasn't available either.
1: I guess they could have recolored the suit
0: in that scene if they really wanted to. Like that red and blue one on the side could have been black. Yeah. Yeah, eh, that would have worked actually. Yeah. Like he didn't have access to the red and blue one, so he picked the black one. I don't know. Yeah, because his red and blue one's
1: like destroyed or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could have worked. No, I, mean, I like the suit. It's a lot. fine. The suit's fine. It looks we, good. We didn't talk about um, Superman suits when we did the bonus episodes, and usually we talk about like costumes and stuff. And I right. kind of forgot. First of all, I love the costumes in all these movies. They're incredible. Yeah, but in this movie, this is my least favorite Superman suit because the first two are great. The Man of Steel one is kind of muted blue, mm-hmm. desaturated. For Batman vs Superman, they up the blue. So it looks great. It's a really nice dark blue. Like a perfect Superman suit. Yes. It's a nice dark blue and a nice dark red. It looks incredible. And in this one, if you watch the bonus features of the theatrical cut, they added these reflective panels underneath this suit. I'll show you a picture. It looks horrible. And then Joss Whedon lightened up the blue a lot in post. And it looks light blue, very reflective of like muscle inserts. It looks so dumb i really don't like it but what's nice about them coloring this suit black is that it kind of makes that go away and so <laughs> it fixes the problem it fixes the problem yeah the final product looks great look at it yeah it's awesome so anyway he does his flight with the two dads talking to him i love all that stuff that scene was really good a little emotional it do- yeah, yeah. And you know what i feel like it like we said it kind of fixes all the paw kent problems we had
1: yeah did you feel that?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the, oh, maybe Paul Kent wasn't a piece of shit. Maybe he wasn't that wrong. I don't know. What I'm saying is maybe Superman is just remembering the best parts of him. And when, when he combines the advice of both of his dads, that's Superman, that's yeah. who he wants to be because both those other movies had identity crises for him, not mm-hmm. knowing who he's supposed to be. What's his role. He has a lot of people telling him different things, but it's a combination of all of them that he picks something in the middle where he's got, you know, jor telling him to be an inspirational hero for the humans who are fucking idiots or whatever. <laughs> and then he's got Pa Kent telling him oh, fucking whatever he told him. Fuck like, everyone.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let him die.
0: <laughs> but in that moment, he just re- kind of remembers the best of both his dads yeah. as inspired. Which gives him kind of like the best of humanity and the best of Krypton. Yeah. Which I is think Superman. Like, it's one of those things. That scene kind of made that movie better. Yeah. Made of steel. You know? Oh, I love it. And then they recreate the flight sequence when he kind of takes off. He's got the little rocks. The music stone. too. The music is back too. Again, that's what I wanted. I wanted these musical callbacks. And they the score brings back the best parts of those scores. Even though it's a different composer. Well, they work together a lot. Junkie XL and, and Hans Zimmer. Okay. The third act of this I like. Third act's going to be tough. Right? Yeah, a yeah. lot, of, a lot of movies that kind of fall apart here, but I like this because everybody is fighting to their strengths. Yeah, a lot of times in Justice Leagues, like when you when you pick up a Justice League comic, all the heroes are doing something different because they all have very different power sets. Mm-hmm. Unlike some Marvel stuff, where like say the Avengers, they're all they all group up and fight exactly because yeah. they're all fighters with slightly different powers, but they're all. Yeah
1: super strong right whereas the justice league it's like wildly different wildly different exactly
0: flash can't punch really hard no sometimes he can if he does it really fast if if he's moving really fast yeah Yeah. but that's that's not his strength he's not a fighter batman can fight but he's not super strong he's not fighting the same guys as wonder woman and superman yeah so, they have to Batman's work together. also more of the planner. Exactly. Yeah. He's a st- st- strategist. 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 And he's got the funds. He's got the tech. Yeah. He's got the gadgets, the vehicles, whatever. So, I really like that in this, instead of them all just trying to fight parademons the whole time, they're all doing something different.
1: Yeah. And there's an actual plan in place that they're trying yeah. to fulfill.
0: Right. So, cyborgs hacking into the mother boxes. Flash is getting charged He's up. He's building up speed. Wonder Woman and Aquaman, they're the heavy hitters. Yeah. So they're doing most of the fighting. They're the ones
1: fighting like the parademons um, and like kind of trying to defend Cyborg.
0: Yeah. And then yeah. Batman's got his Batmobile. He's shooting missiles. He's knocking shit down. He's murdering a bunch of parademons. They're undead fucking insect zombies. So who cares? Right? <laughs> <laughs> They've got the splash page when they're all... They do the Avengers when they all thing. like jump. Yeah. From like Age of Ultron. Yeah. 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 I like it. It's whatever. It's no, like, it, it's, it's gotta a, happen. No, it, it was a cool little. Yeah. Like, so what if Avengers did it, it has to happen. You can't, it's a superhero have a team up of superhero and not have an ensemble shot like that. Exactly. Yeah. They were missing Superman in that shot, but we do get that later. Ah, oh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Superman uh, shows up. Eventually it starts kicking Steppenwolf's ass. Well, yeah, because their plans about to like fail. Yeah. But right before he shows up, there is real tension in that scene. Yeah. Like it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even after there's some more tension exactly and then the the mother boxes join up the unity is formed any other movie that just seems like dumb jargon that they just made up for the movie but in this one it means the thing's gonna fucking blow up and destroy the world and And it it does does so it's not just jargon because they used it yeah it's explained how it works and then you see it happen yeah yeah and it's crazy because you see like All their bodies slowly explode. Yeah. (laughs) Like Superman's getting fried. Everybody, including Superman, dies here. The only person that doesn't is the Flash because he can outrun it. So I had to watch it again to kind of like really kind of grasp it. The explosion happens, and he kind of, like, steps into the speed force, and it doesn't affect him.
1: Right. Because he's in, like,
0: another plane it's or whatever. It's all happening around him. Yeah.
1: But you still see, like, the ground below him getting, like, destroyed. Right, right,
0: right. And that's when he decides to run faster than the speed of light to turn back time. And yeah. what's nice about this is that it was mentioned earlier in the movie that if he runs too fast, it fucks with time. Yep. And then you see it, because when they woke up Superman, for a second, things moved backwards. Yep. It's really well kind of put in place for this payoff. And he
1: even mentions as he's doing it, he's like, I got to break like the one rule I have. Oh, it's so good because. And this scene is very, this is my second favorite part of the movie. Yes,
0: I love this scene. The music is really good. And again, for a jokey character, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, it's not Barry Allen. It is Barry Allen because when he's not trying to make jokes, you know, he is being cerebral. He's being serious. And in this moment, he's like, okay, I got to do this. And he starts kind of talking to his dad, who he obviously can't hear him. Right.
1: He's, he's like talking to himself. He's basically. talking to
0: himself because he might die here. Yeah. And he's like proud of himself for being on this team and doing something and saving the day and using his powers for good yeah. and and being up someone. Because early in the movie, his dad's like, go out. Don't worry for, about me. Go out and be a, like, be a person. Yeah. You live know? your life. Like, like yeah. be the best because I know you're the best. And he's like, "I'm I'm being the best. I'm one of the best right now. And then he says, make your own future, make your own past. Just in case you're not understanding what's happening here, audience. (laughs) Like, he is going back in time. He's going back in time. Oh, fuck. What a good sequence.
1: Because earlier, as he was building up speed, he ended up getting shot. So, he kind of missed his cue to get Cyborg into the mother box. Yeah.
0: That was another kind of visual cue that he's turning back time because he healed himself. Yeah. So, he does this.
1: He turns back time to the point where he's supposed to basically knock Cyborg into the mother box. Or, like, charge the mother box of Cyborg can go into it. Right. And he goes back in time and
0: does that. Saves everybody. He saved the world. Yeah. And I like saying that, like, you see, like, Superman and Cyborgs, like, their skeletons reformed and the blood comes yeah. back in and the skin comes back on. So one of those things where, like, could they have gotten away without the PG-13? Like the, the Doctor Strange did.
1: You see people getting like impaled and killed in kind of oh, terrible yeah, ways. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You see the, someone the MPA... fly out of a car, yeah. and splatter on the ground, but like it's shown in reverse,
0: so you see him like uh, yeah, flying That's right, they backwards. They did do that people... in that movie. Yeah, so it's not unique to this movie, but this movie did it very well. I think. Yes. Yeah, the MPAA can be really weird with stuff. Sometimes things are rated R because whatever they feel like it.
1: Why was The Matrix rated R?
0: Uh, a kick to the head. Really? A single kick to the head made it rated. Yep. What the fuck? Yep.
1: <laughs> was it because of like? Violence,
0: Yeah, violence to the head they take really seriously. Huh. <laughs> but that's why I'm like, all the head splattering to the walls and stuff in this movie, that's... It's that's rated why R. it's R. He ran yeah. with it. They're like, rated R? Cool, let's have blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, so they saved the day. They got the hero shot, which is great. Yeah.
1: We, um, we see Wonder Woman decapitate Steppenwolf. Oh, Wolf I forgot
0: about that part. Yeah.
1: In slow motion, Fucking classic Zack Snyder.
0: <laughs> no, okay. But in fairness, and we talked about this in Man of Steel, I feel like it's cheap when... You don't want your hero to have their hands dirty by killing the bad guy. So you have to make the bad guy kill themselves in a creative way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in the last movie, in in the Justice League, Joss Whedon cut, I don't know if you remember how that ends. I don't. (laughs) Superman shows up and literally scares Steppenwolf to death. Steppenwolf is scared of Superman. Which he is in this movie, too. Okay, but in that movie, they, they, for some reason... Established that the parademons hunt fear they sense fear and they hunt it down oh, so then the parademons he gets scared on, they turn on steppenwolf and kill him and then either they kill him or they take him in the boom tube and they take him back to apocalypse and you don't see him die that's how that movie ends yikes exactly and i'm sorry like if you've got a guy who's trying to take over the world you kill him you fucking kill him you don't think twice about it right so I love that they just beat the shit out of him, and then Wonder Woman, who is the most ruthless one, as established in this movie, she killed that first guy. Yeah, something that Superman, and Batman might not have done. Uh, she's like, "Fuck it, He's I'm gonna kill him. Off. I'm gonna slice his I mean, neck." Chances are, Dark Side would have killed him anyway. Yeah, but you know, I had that moment spoiled for me too because I saw like a again a lot of this stuff was already available online. Like people okay. knew how this movie was gonna go. And I saw a cosplay of a Wonder Woman, and she had like a sword. And at the end of the sword, it was stepping his head. I'm like, okay, that's going to happen in the movie, isn't it? <laughs> no, it was a good scene. And then, like, the head just slides, and then Darkseid just, like, steps on it. Yeah, out of anger. I love that little scene, though, where they're looking at each other and they're just having to yep. stare down. It's like on a the portal between tomb. Apocalypse and Earth, and they're just look. Yeah. They're like, yeah, what are you going to do? And then Darkseid's like, I'm gonna fucking kill y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. That was a really good That was a really good ending. Well, that me. was
1: also like that was a the cliffhanger because it sets up Darkseid as this big threat because he's like, Alright, I'm gonna go to Earth and I'm gonna fucking kill them. I
0: cannot forgive WB if they don't make sequels to this. <laughs> like I they probably won't. I'm just keep my expectations in check. But yeah. holy shit, like, but like what a setup.
1: Why? Why would WB remove that? That was basically their ticket to getting a universe going with their whole Thanos-level villain.
0: Yeah. They fucked up. Yeah, seriously. So, the epilogue. You want to talk the epilogue real quick? Yeah. It's the nightmare sequence again, only this time it's a little bit different. You've got Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Deathstroke, Mara, and the Joker. So, this is all reshot. The original nightmare sequence might have gone a little bit differently. But okay. because he had money and whatever, he's like, Fuck "Did it, let's Ben Affleck do it. come back for this?" Yep. Was he happy to do it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that I know if he, I don't think he he mentioned it i mean he he did it right so like he could have said no it seems like
1: ben affleck is a lot more willing to work with snyder than Joss.
0: again these are real (laughs) jobs like it's not just about the movie and the script or whatever it's about being on set Mm -hmm. and working with someone you like working it's having a a nice boss Yeah. if you have a shitty boss your performance isn't going to be that great yeah you don't want to you might not want to be there no matter what they're paying you especially some like a A a-list celebrity like ben affleck he can do any project he wants he didn't have to fucking be there if he's uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
1: Like, Which means he was totally open to doing yeah. it. And that's why I asked, like, was he happy to do it? Pro- like, again, probably. I don't know. He, but
0: he's also he also is coming back to do the Flash movie. Okay. Which who knows what that's about at this point. That might just be in his contract. What movie? No. No? He, he was out. He was out. And then he was like, okay, I'll do this. The news for this, that he was going to reshoot... Snyder cut stuff as Batman and he was going to do flash came out like a week apart oh, so okay. he agreed to do both things at the same time huh and that starts filming next month the flash and we'll
1: see if that movie finally gets made
0: yeah seriously <laughs> uh so Ben Affleck will be in that in some capacity okay so epilogue is in the nightmare was it like four Posts years in the future Four or something? five years in the future yeah. yeah but this time Joker's in it wasn't originally supposed to be in it but because Snyder just felt like I can ask Jared Leto we can put these two characters together who uh, haven't met yeah. and probably
1: won't anymore. I remember him saying, like, well, this is supposed to be this Batman's Joker, and I want them to interact on screen. And they never did. Yeah. They
0: were on top of the car in Suicide Squad, and that's it. And that's it. it. Then actually... That's not interaction. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think about that? It's mostly just their interaction. That's 90% I of the it scene.
1: Because you could tell that there was definitely history between them that Joker right, brings yeah. up.
0: You like Jared Leto in this? I Yeah,
1: I'm, I was yeah. fine with it. He, a lot of people hated this, and a it. It seemed like he was it. trying to act like the Heath Ledger Joker a little I, bit more. I, I, I didn't get that. I, I got that he he's doing him. But he's doing I, his interp- interpretation. I like, it was better than what we got in Suicide Squad. Well, so
0: we watched Suicide Squad, and my opinion is that all the Joker stuff was like edited out of context. Yeah, it was weird. So all of it was really weird and it, out of place. Right. It felt like you walked in on him halfway through, like... A, a soliloquy or something, yeah, and, or like you know just some dialogue, and they just kind of cut and pasted yeah. different things. And this together. is like the first
1: time we get to see him actually,
0: yeah, act right. I liked it. I, I liked their interaction. I thought I, you know what? I really like it. And you can tell Batman hates. Him. I get that it's, I get that it's a Jared Leto take, right. but I think it fits this universe, and I like that it's. It feels like an R-rated Joker. It doesn't feel like. The Joker movie, where it's fundamentally a different character, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, this feels like the Joker in this universe. And it looked like instead of like
1: lipstick, it was like blood on his mouth. Did you notice that it was a lot darker? It was,
0: was, yeah, I don't know if he was if that's makeup or he like uh, ate someone, who knows? Like, fucking (laughs) anything can happen right now in this universe or whatever. I mean, in the comics, we have a Joker that like cuts his own face off, right? Right, right.
1: This isn't that crazy, the, right? By it's comparison. on par. That's what I'm yeah. saying. This
0: is more. It feels more comic accurate than other Jokers we've gotten, right. including Heath Ledger's, which I love. But this does feel more in the comics, mm-hmm. right? The makeup was great. Yeah, I the re- hair is great. Yeah, I mean, put up against like Heath Heath Ledger's and Christian Bale's like scene that they had, but that one's probably still better. Well,
1: that was also like, but it's a different part of the movie. main
0: plot of said movie, yeah. Too. And Heath Ledger is incredible in it, and that might be one of the best scenes in any comic book movie. Right, but this was good. I like it. Yeah. No, um,
1: no one's gonna be Heath Ledger again, yeah, so yeah, yeah. people need to let yeah. that go.
0: But again, this is more more y and uh, I really like the reach around joke. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why? Because a Joker will make a joke every now and then that will make you laugh. And then you'll immediately regret laughing. Because it's not something that you should be laughing at. Exactly. very inappropriate. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was something I I laughed out loud. And I was like, Jesus Christ. That's like... That's gross. That's a joke. That's a gross one. Yeah. (laughs) And Sable didn't know what a reach around was. And we had to explain it to her. (laughs) I thought it was when you snuck up
2: behind (laughs) someone.
0: Yeah.
1: Put your hands over their eyes
0: and said, guess who? Right. That was... That was seriously what she thought it was. No, a reach around is when you uh you play with someone's butt while you're sucking them off. <laughs> so, again, I think that's a good joke because it made me laugh. And then I was like, geez, Joker, like, fuck. And it pissed Batman off. Obviously, that's the whole
1: point. Back to, like, the, the nightmare scene itself. It paints a very, like, bleak future. Yeah. All of the people that Cyborg saw dying are dead in this future. So. Yeah. They line up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it seems like Batman and Cyborg are having visions of the same future.
0: Yes. Yeah. The other thing uh, about that Joker scene, I like that it's the Robin conversation that we always wanted from, because at BVS we see a Robin is dead because of the Joker, Mm -hmm. and now they're talking about it.
1: He mentions Adopted Son, so which Robin do you think it is?
0: Okay, so it's complicated, because if it's comic book accurate, it's Jason Todd. Right. Which is the second Joker
1: um who isn't who also isn't actually jet dead because he's the second joker yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah, he he ends up surviving in the comics no one dies but uh except he, uncle ben he, he ends up becoming uh red hood and then he becomes uh well actually he stays as red hood but then a good red hood yeah but anyway apparently at one point around bvs when that was coming out snyder said that it was dick grayson and people were like, "Uh, you should just make it Jason Todd. Why would you make it Dick Grayson? Because then you're ruling out using like a, a I Nightwing. I feel like Dick Grayson getting killed, though, would hurt Batman more. Okay, maybe, but then you're ruling out Nightwing, you know? Yeah, but this entire universe has already ruled yes. out so many things. But then, before all this was canceled, they were going to do a Nightwing movie. So then it was kind of like a retcon. I mean, not a real retcon, because he never said that was... It was ne- In the movie, it was never said who it was. It was never um, explicit yeah. that it was Dick Grayson. But because they wanted to make a Nightwing movie that now is on hold or not happening at all, um, it would be implied that Dick Grayson is alive and maybe that was Jason Todd, which is what I think they should have done anyway because then it's more comic accurate. Right. You
1: piss off less people that way and you still have a good story.
0: Yeah, because Dick Grayson is great and Jason Todd sucks. No one likes Jason Todd. That's why they killed
1: him in the first place in the comics. People voted to kill him. Yeah, I remember uh, reading about that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) It was a narrow margin, but more people voted to kill him off. So, that's why he's dead.
1: And they, they did it in
0: such a brutal way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, He got beat uh, by... With a crowbar? Crowbar, yeah. Yeah. But the fact that he says, like, you sent a boy wonder to do a man's job, that's a good line. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where they work in, like, a corny nickname into a movie, you know, like Boy Wonder. But... You know, he's saying it to like really he's get under saying, Batman's. Basically, saying like you,
1: you sent Robin
0: to do something that you should have done, yeah. and he's dead because of you, right? <laughs> I like the "I will fucking kill you" line, <laughs> yeah, because this is no longer wise, good Batman. This is yeah. Batman at the end of his wits.
1: But like Joker also mentions that like we're in this timeline right now because yes. of batman alternate
0: timelines and he does mention that because there's time travel in yeah. these
1: he's basically like how many timelines are we going to go through with this shit yeah. like
0: so i'm gonna, i want to get to that because that is it seemed
1: like it was actually kind of like an important conversation that they had yeah but i feel like a lot of people kind of missed that
0: yeah i want to explain because i want to get into um the planned future for these movies would have been mm-hmm. and then he wakes up to meet uh Marsha mayhunter which we already discussed
1: and he basically like says if you need anything i'm here yeah he made himself present. And Batman's like, oh, oh like. okay. The guy we knew, <laughs>
0: yeah, who's great. That's a good, that's a nice. He's a good actor. I really would like to still think have the, seen the that. the line from Man. Is, Are you effing stupid? Are you effing stupid. <laughs> that's Martian Manhunter this whole time. <laughs> so overall analysis, I I really fucking love this movie. It's not a guilty pleasure, but it feels like one because it's just like it's just all the things I like. Again, I feel like I'm predisposed to like this because it's got a lot of choices in it and okay. there are the choices that i would make if i were to be making this mm-hmm. you know what i mean okay
1: i like this movie a lot as well and i'm not even a huge dc guy i was never into the dc comics or anything so my only exposure to it really was um the old batman movies which we've talked yeah. about Cartoons, you need to see like. Ca- like I've seen like, um, not the Superman cartoon, but I did see like Batman animated series, yeah. and Batman Beyond.
0: It's all on HBO Max now. I kind of want to watch all I rewatch those. them just to get some like, nostalgia. Batman, Superman, then Justice League, mm-hmm. the cartoon Justice mm-hmm. League Unlimited.
1: But besides like the like those cartoons and the old movies, it was just like video games, yeah, and whatever stories that they decided to tell in those, which some of them were really good.
0: Arkham games. Arkham
1: yeah. games are great. Uh, Injustice is an interesting concept. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um
0: DC Universe. This feels a lot like the beginning of DC, DC Universe. DC Universe
1: Online with like the timelines colliding yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, me not being as huge a DC fan, uh, I did like this movie a lot. And I think if this came out in theaters as intended, maybe shortened a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, because it'll be in theaters. I think it would have given Marvel Studios a run for their money that year and the box I mean maybe and yeah. i think the dcu would be in a better spot now and oh, they'd have sure. a more cohesive plan on what they're yeah. doing
0: well that's the thing is is cohesion like i would want all these movies to be connected i don't mind if they're different like right. this can coexist with Shazam Right. they're radically different movies but the world is a radically different place like th- those two things can go together yeah. they you can. know what i mean just and, like um and marvel does it yeah I mean, you can watch Ant-Man and then watch Civil War. They're very different movies, mm-hmm. and they take place basically back-to-back.
1: And to an extent, I don't know if you want to argue if it's canon or not, but, like, the Netflix shows, right? very different tone. Yeah, exactly. An R-rated tone. Ooh, yeah. And they exist in this... I don't know what the status is of that now, but right, right, right. they supposedly exist in that same universe.
2: Right.
0: And we were saying, like, just today, the Warner Media CEO, I think she is, is... Uh, um, I didn't yeah. write her name down. It's like Ann Ann Sarnoff, I think. She basically was just like, no, 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 like this is we're not doing more with this. And the reason she stated is that we want a more holistic, such bullshit, a more holistic, diverse viewpoint, yada yada, to our universe. Basically, what does that mean? And then she mentioned multiverse. Basically, go. We're going back to the old way where we can make a million different things and we don't have to connect them because they're set in, in different uh. universes. Cool. That's what we had in the 90s and 2000s, and we hated it. You know what I mean? What did Marvel discover? If we make one connected universe, we like that better, right?
1: Yeah, because you have cohesion. Exactly. And interaction between more
0: characters. And I'm fine with some Elseworlds stuff, as it's called in the DC universe. Yeah, go ahead Uh, and make that new
1: Batman movie in Elseworlds Cool. Yeah,
0: you made a new Batman movie because Ben Affleck quit for a while, (laughs) even though he kind of unquit, even though you're not going to do anything with him anyway. You made a weird Joker movie. Fuck it. Okay. But at least at the same time, if you gave me some more in-universe stuff that's all connected, that's fine. We can do some Else Worlds. Make a Superman Red Sun movie where what if Superman landed in Russia in the Soviet Union instead of Kansas? And he's, you know, he was raised with that, with communism, right? I don't know if America would like watching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a very popular comic book is what I'm saying. Right. So... You can do all kinds of stuff like that, but I do need like a main universe where everything's connected. I, I really, really like that. I don't like the direction that they're going in now. And she said why she basically implied like why would we want a singular vision? Okay, do you know who you're competing against? And I know I don't I don't like to like put up Marvel against DC, but the reason Marvel is so successful is because they have a singular vision. They're yeah. very collaborative. Don't get me wrong. There's a million people. There's a million direct. There's a bunch of directors. They all get to put in their own flair, and they're and and they're writing stories kind of on their own. Like they get a lot of autonomy, but they're still put in check by Feige, so that there is one singular kind of vision. That way nothing's right. Nothing's contradicting each other. And it all kind at of at least not moves in the extreme way. Exactly. Yeah. And it all's moving together to the same kind of like end game. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Right.
0: You you know what I'm saying. So like, what's wrong? With having a big connected universe. Nothing. Like. It's preferred. This is the most. You said it. This was the most buzz DC has ever got. Has gotten. Most positive buzz. Sure. Yeah. Since. Before this universe existed. So why not run with this? Why are you running with just what you have now? Which is nothing. It's just. Oh, we got random shit coming out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the flash movie. Maybe that's going to reset some continuity. We get it. We know. It's not even know whether that's going to connect like Robert Pattinson and his movie. Yeah, that might just be its own thing completely. Yeah. So it, it to me, it's like, then what's the point? If I wanted to see a different take on Batman, I would watch the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Like I feel like... I, I want to need...
1: see this Batman continue.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't need three takes on Batman going at the same time. They're not different enough you know yeah, that one and I, we don't we haven't seen that movie we just got a trailer but it feels kind of like the Dark Knight trilogy where it's like a little or bit like more they're, grounded or like they're trying to do that yeah, yeah it's not and there's no aliens and blah 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 okay cool we got that already which like, I mean I
1: guess in this universe would kind of be true because I mean, he operated for 20 years and didn't know aliens were a thing
0: I'd rather see that I'd rather see a, a, a prequel series or something A Batman's I don't know I, I'd rather see something else but going back to just this movie also, it's it's artistic. Again, not trying to sound like a fanboy. I don't mean like it's, oh, this is art, blah, blah, blah. What I mean is it is by definition art. Art means like you've got the artist and he's forcing his perspective on you to look at something, right? When a painter paints something, whatever style they choose, whatever colors they choose to use, it's because they want you to see that. It's their vision of whatever they're presenting to you, right? But in a movie... You can make things more realistic or you can make things more kind of artistic where you're putting them through maybe more stylistic perspectives, maybe the way you shoot things. And one thing we talked about was when we talked about BVS was the the Bruce Wayne origin, right? And how we saw Christopher Nolan do it and how we saw Zack Snyder do it. And they're radically different. Yeah. That's who Snyder is. He's very artistic. So he he is going to put the camera up against the gun barrel. In slow motion. Yeah. And then the pearls are going to fall slowly. And then there's going to be music behind it. That's his
1: style. That's how he is. It is
0: artistic. It's not realistic, right? Mm -hmm. So, at one point, you kind of have to ask yourself, how artistic do you want your movie to be? Yeah. Like, when you're watching the movie, like, what is your kind of scale here? Because I know some people aren't into this kind of thing. I'm probably somewhere
1: in the middle. You know, I don't want too much of either one. Because on one hand, like, I watch movies and fiction to like escape reality a little bit so i don't want it to be like hyper realistic all the time i don't want it to be beating me over the head with reality you know yeah let's go the other way though where it's too artistic and it's just like just way too fantastical and then for some people it's a little bit hard to take it seriously you know yeah like they'll just dismiss it
0: well we said in in batman versus superman when um bruce wayne kid falls down into the cave and then the bats bring him back up yeah You're not seeing a literal thing that happened. You're seeing a metaphor. Right. You know what I mean? And And, I'm fine with that. And there are movies that do stuff like that. But those are art films that aren't very popular. You know what I mean? Like uh, Birdman? Huh? Like Birdman? Yeah, exactly. Just like Birdman. Is it Birdman? Um, Was that the name of the movie? Yeah. Okay. You're thinking the right one. Okay. That movie is filled with a bunch of stuff that you have to question. It's a very artsy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm seeing actually what's happening? Or am I seeing this man's perspective who's crazy?
1: Mm -hmm. it did it better than joker did too.
0: yeah fuck that movie man (laughs) i fucking hate that movie so much god damn so yeah that's a question you have to ask yourself basically and i think that is a litmus test for if people are going to like this or not and snyder movies in general because look at movies like watchmen or 300 300 is ridiculously stylistic Mm -hmm. It, it is it pushes kind of the envelope of how stylistic so you can make a movie like that before people are like what am i looking at and the
1: thing is like stuff like that works with comic book movies though it does well, it which is why it works for comic books like 300 Three... and watchmen yeah because
0: yeah. those are comics well 300 specifically looks like that on the page
1: it does that was like so from that's a page faith... to screen and it was yeah faithful
0: it's a faithful adaptation that uses that overly stylistic approach mm-hmm. and then watchmen is also very stylistic and you can question whether or not it matches the comic book or not. A lot of people
1: do argue about that exactly.
0: But in a property that's this mainstream, like d c comics, like you can't do a Marvel movie artistically like this. No, you know it what I mean? wouldn't work because that's their universe. They've yeah. already decided as a universe, we're not like this. Mm-hmm. That's their visual language, right? But me specifically, like I like this. I like artistic movies. I mean, like, this isn't the real world, right? It's like you said, like, this is escapism. Yeah. I want to see cool stuff like this. I want to see cool shots, pretty pictures. Yeah, something fantastical happening. Good music. Like, that's, that's what I'm into. And so I really, really, really like this movie. I like what it did with the characters. I like that these are all fully formed versions of these characters. Yeah,
1: by the end of this movie, they definitely are.
0: Yeah, this is the Justice League. I didn't feel like, oh, I'm watching a Zack Snyder take on these characters that I that some people like and some people wish that blah blah. blah. No, I'm like, I'm watching the Justice League. Yep, that's how I felt. And I mean, I don't know what more you can want from this. They even uh,
1: they go back to the old Wayne Manor and they're basically gonna put their uh, their table there
0: oh yeah yeah like, oh,
1: giant round table six chairs
0: hey, well again bruce wayne who's been living in a lake house because he's f- so far fallen from being bruce wayne batman that he can't fathom the idea of going back to his mansion that's burnt down for god knows why because they never explain it which i think is kind of great uh <laughs> you you're just have to assume something terrible happened probably involving the joker Pro- yeah who knows maybe he burnt it down for all we know that'd be a great thing to explore in something that would never happen but and by the end of this movie he's like no you know what let's fix up the manor let's move back in i'm gonna be that bruce wayne again the hall of justice Like, come on it's awesome i and i like that this whole movie the main theme here is about teamwork it's about family and it's about orphan people and dealing with their trauma all these characters are orphans in some way yeah Barry lost both his parents to a terrible circumstance that he is committed to, like, fixing. Cyborg lost his mom because of his dad. He lost himself. Batman, obviously. Superman, obviously, orphans. Um, Diana's so far removed from her family, she can never go back. Aquaman Aquaman is kind of, like, not exiled,
1: but, like, he he doesn't really belong to Atlantis or to the world of man.
0: I love that at the end of this movie they ask him like what he's gonna do and he's like I gotta go see my dad because he's also been he he comments in this movie about Cyborg and he's like you know like it's a it's a lot to ask of a man who just lost his dad yeah you know like he, he really empathizes with him and at the end of this he's like I gotta go see my dad I just wanna hug him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and also that kinda carries into the Aquaman movie really well because the movie starts off with him going to visit his dad yeah so damn it it might still be
1: canon yeah
0: <laughs> But uh, it's that kind of like, kind of like thematic bit of this that I really enjoy. Do you want to hear about Justice League two and three? Because I know everything that was going to happen. In those I movies. would love to because <laughs> it's
1: probably not going to happen.
0: Uh, it's probably not. I would really love it if it did, but not like this. So um, <laughs> these details, Justice League two and three leaked. These aren't official in any way. This is it just uh, Snyder talking about it. No, They're not even. I don't know how these leaked. Uh, someone working close probably type something up they're not even first-hand accounts okay so they're i mean you saw when you walked in you're looking at me reading some of them i had read them before but i was reading them again there's like spelling errors like it's semi-credible is all i'm saying okay. and it's pulling so far out of context but quick synopses if you're hopeful that these movies are going to happen you don't want to hear about what would happen in justice league two and three then fuck just turn this off but in justice league two they would have fought the legion of doom which was sort of Ah, uh, implied at the end of this movie. Oh, Lex Luthor and Lex and, Luthor, Deathstroke. Yeah. yeah, so it would have been Lex, Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, Doctor Poison from the Wonder Woman movie. She would have survived. She would have been like hundred and fifty years old or something. Okay, but she would have survived because she had been testing different chemicals on herself, and and like found like long life. All right, so she would have been super old, but like surviving. Leonard Snart, who you may know as Captain Cold, he would have been introduced in, in the planned at the time Flash movie. Orm and Black Manta, who are both from Aquaman, and the Riddler, who would have been in the Batman movie. That thread carries on because the new Batman movie has the Riddler in it. That would have made up the Legion of Doom. They would have been fighting the Justice League. You can read more details, but basically a lot of stuff would have happened in this movie. A lot of personal stuff. It would have been similar to this where everyone's kind of doing their own thing for a lot. Okay. They've got their own subplots. Uh, but the main takeaway is that there's a scene where Lois Lane is in the cave with Bruce Wayne. They have like a big meeting and everyone leaves. Lois stays behind and talks to Bruce Wayne. It is revealed that they had an affair.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lois Lane and Bruce Wayne. So that in the comics in any that's never happened before that would be crazy yeah but basically
1: where in this movie universe would that have happened
0: well for the um two years that superman was dead oh is that fair then i mean no but so basically they would have been working together at some point or have known each other right and they would have you know found solace in each other i guess Mm -hmm. is that where the pregnancy test is from yes really so, yep that's the pregnancy test because so they would have met up and she would have said revealed to him that she's pregnant and really? he would have been freaking out or whatever and she would tell him that he's not the father it's superman so that was supposed to be in this movie in in the original Zack Snyder's justice league he wanted to put in this affair that they had and dc said get the fuck out with that you're not doing that that I, might have been a little a bridge too far exactly and they said, absolutely not. That It was cut out. Right. However, they did you have that shot of the they, pregnancy test, I guess, just in case.
1: They still had the seeds planted. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so by the end of that movie, Justice League 2, the Legion of Doom would have beaten the Justice League. They would have found the anti-life equation. The Riddler would have been the one to solve it because that's... What he's That's good for, thing, yeah. Um, apparently he would have solved it and then killed himself in front of Batman instead of revealing it to him, which is pretty heavy. Very, huh. uh, very. Um, what's that show? Sherlock. You see that show?
1: No, but I've heard it's really good.
0: It, it, it's good up until a point, and uh, Moriarty kills himself to prove something to uh to Sherlock to prove. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's real weird. Okay, <laughs> but anyway, by the end they would have called Darkseid. Uh, and Darkseid would have boom-tubed over to acquire the Anti-Life Equation, Lex Luthor would have sent Darkseid to the Batcave because he knows who Batman is. He knows he has some other boxes. Darkseid would have gotten there, killed Lois as Superman arrives. So that scene we saw because yeah. he would have personally fried Lois Lane in front of Superman and Batman, and that's when he uses the Anti-Life Equation to control, control of Superman.
1: Of Superman. Yep. And that's where this whole nightmare scenario
0: yes. starts. Yes. So okay. And that would lead to a five-year time gap into Justice League 3.
1: So the movie would have ended with Lois dying and Superman being taken. Yep. Ooh, it's very...
0: It's back to being bleak.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very ballsy. It'd be a ballsy yeah. ending yeah. to a movie.
0: Very Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Justice League 3 would be set five years later, and that's the nightmare reality that they're living in. Also dead would be Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and Cyborg would have barely survived. They would, like, rip him in half.
1: Would they have been, like, just killed off screen during the five years? Like, they just wouldn't be in the next movie?
0: No, we saw them die in this movie. Oh, they would get killed. Well, I mean, like... That would have happened in Justice League 2. Okay. Right. So, like, Aquaman getting stabbed, everyone getting Omega-beamed. Oh, uh, okay. And then they had that big funeral for Wonder Woman in the nightmare sequence, which is Justice League three. It's Mad Max, basically. Uh, And they're kind of like in hiding. They've also recruited other people uh, like Deadshot. So Will Smith's Deadshot would have been in it. Was he supposed to be in that uh, reshot scene? I don't know. So that's one of the things where he was in these notes that he would have played a a part in these movies. And they would have given him a, a, a kryptonite bullet to use since he's Deadshot. Right. He would have nailed and Superman. That actually makes sense. It makes sense for his character. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think it's one of those things where like, maybe in a perfect world, he would have been in that reshoot too, but he's Will Smith and he's expensive, right? It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so in this world now, in, in Justice League 3, Cyborg would have built the Cosmic Treadmill, which is from the comic books, where Barry Allen would use to travel through time by running super fast in. And their idea is to time travel, back in time to fix this, right? But... Which is actually a really good uh, mechanism here. They can only time travel for a few seconds on a specific date and time, and it has to be so. It has to be the same date and time of the year That's because interesting because they travel through space and time. So by time traveling back, if you go to a time where the Earth is in the same place, you won't land on Earth. Okay, so they actually put thought into it. I think it's pretty interesting. It's yeah. a mechanism we haven't seen before. Yeah. Or it's a mechanic we haven't seen before. So they only get a few seconds of time travel. So it means the only thing they can do is inform themselves about how to change the future. Yeah. So in one version of that, it's the BVS thing where they go back, where he goes back well, in time. Well, this is the key to everything. And he says, he says, am I too early? Uh, yeah. And he's like, you have to find us. Because he realized he got there too early. And doesn't just even know as they who the trust hasn't fuck been he formed. He's like, yeah. you have to find us. Lois is the key, and that obviously didn't work. So they try it again, and they, they do it a couple different times, which is why the Joker references how many alternate timelines are you going to create, how many alternate realities before you like you can set this right or whatever it is that he says. Yeah. So the plan is they're going to go back again. Superman is evil, and he's hunting them hunting them down, and the plan is go back in time and tell them to get Lex Luthor. But before they do it, Bruce stops Barry and he's like, you can't say that. It's not going to work. He's like, why is it not going to work? He's like, because I was already trying to get Lex Luthor and it didn't work. (laughs) Like that didn't get us anywhere. So you can't say that. Say this instead. And he whispers in Barry Allen's or something. And then they have like a whole fight, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's dying. Superman finds them, kills them all. Basically, Barry gets to get on the treadmill, goes back in time And he gets to that moment where Lois Lane is telling him that he's not the father. Lois leaves. Flash arrives, time travels, and he tells Bruce Wayne what Bruce in the future told him to say, which was Lois lied. You are the father. (laughs) And then that makes Bruce Wayne act. And so when Darkseid arrives, he doesn't kill Lois. But instead, he hits Bruce. Superman arrives in time to fight dark side off bruce is alive lois is alive bruce is mortally wounded though and then they have a huge lord of the Rings style epic battle everyone's there very much like the one earlier in the movie in this movie mm-hmm. and they fight dark side and they win that's how justice League three would have ended batman would have died in that battle and then they would have cut 20 years into the future the kid is batman's but superman raises him so lois did lie yes and that kid ends up becoming the next Batman, apparently. 20 years in the future. Okay. That's, so,
1: that's not like a downer of an ending,
0: which no, is what I was expecting. There's actually. a lot of downer in between. Yeah. So I hate this. I hate that idea. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff I really like. I like the Mad Max future stuff. Right. I like the time travel stuff because it's a time travel mechanism we haven't seen before, yeah. like I said.
1: I don't like that all of it hinges on Lois and Bruce.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> Man of Steel BVS was we again. We've said this. You drag Superman through the mud for a long time, and then finally you get to realize Superman, and then you're gonna make him evil. But first, you're gonna make him a cuck. <laughs> like fuck that man. Like he's gone through he's enough. not a cuck if he died. No man, that's don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Like I don't like that love triangle idea. I would be okay with it if it was one of many different alternate. Realities that they kept on stumbling into. And on this reality that mm. they created, they formulated a, a relationship or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't like having evil Superman for an entire movie because that's not what I want. It's, and That's not what people want either. That's what a lot of people do now, though, with Superman. I think people are getting tired of that with Injustice games and then the movies and... There was an animated movie that was that's like similar. The, that's like the go-to Superman plot now, though. Is, oh, that's Superman's evil. That's what I'm saying. So I think I think there's ways of making this, but I think it needs to be tweaked a lot. You know, again, I don't like the the cuck thing. I, <laughs> I'm okay with the time travel stuff all sounds great. Again, like I said, it's not, mechani- it's not a mechanic we've seen before. But I think maybe you can do something like this if by maybe halfway through the movie you do a time travel and it results in Superman not being evil. Not being controlled by Darkseid, but instead, like, he's part of the team in the second half of the movie or something. Oh, Yeah. Um, and it explains why Batman has a gun now and he's murdering people left and right because he's so dead set on time traveling that none of that matters. Like, killing people is completely non Doesn't mean anything because
1: I'm going to fix it all. Exactly. Because yeah. they're
0: doing all this time travel stuff. So that's why he's like, fuck it. I have a gun. I'm shooting people. I'm basically putting them out of their misery. We're going to go back in time. We're going to save them. That's why he's using the gun. I think it'd be interesting because you would have Superman there kind of playing off of that, being like, you're still killing people. We need to do things differently. But Superman would be depowered because if he showed up, then he maybe would attract Darkseid's attention or the Paradigm's attention. So they have to do things low key. like low-key without Superman doing anything, basically. I think that could be interesting. But don't make Superman evil the entire movie is all I'm saying.
1: I agree with that, because I'm also tired of the evil Superman thing.
0: It's just a downer. Like, I like that character. Don't make him evil the whole time. I like
1: seeing him being like a beacon of hope.
0: Exactly. And it's great that this movie did that. Um, this movie did it more successfully than than the, the last two. Yeah. And it's the little things. It's them talking about Superman. You know, like, Barry's like, he's my hero. And you believe it because he's a kid. He's like yeah. he's like younger than us, and supposedly in this movie, he's like yeah, like, he's in his early twenties or something. Yeah, college student. Yeah, so you would you would believe that by the time he met he saw Superman for the first time, he was like eighteen, nineteen, and is very impressionable. And everyone talks about him so well in this movie that it, it works better than you know just saying oh he's a beacon. Of Even hope. in like Shazam, they talk about Superman as if he's like this. Yeah, it works better like that. Anyway, that's what those movies would have been. Again, hopefully they get to make them, but just not not Sounds exactly like Sounds like it would have been like a little that. messy. I would love nothing more than for this to continue being popular, change AT and T's mind, change Warner Brothers' mind, and make makes some. It doesn't have to be this that we just read, but make some sequel to this. Make this your jumping off point. Yeah. You know, no, like this is the movie
1: that we deserved and that we needed. <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so you got anything else?
1: that's about it Uh, watch this movie if you get the chance to just give it a go I know it's a long one but honestly like the improvements are insane
0: yeah that's our review we will do the 2017 theatrical cut of Justice League as a regular episode we're gonna do that probably next week but that's it for our review again we did bonus episodes on Man of Steel and BVS and that's pretty much it for us you got anything else? yeah no. <laughs> cool so other than that thank you guys for listening thanks to that piano dude for a musical intro uh, make sure you guys leave a rating and review uh, make sure you tell a friend you can find us on instagram at films from the phantom zone and you can find us on twitter at films from pz all these episodes go up on youtube if that's how you like listening to podcasts and then, then there you go but uh, that's it for us other than that we will see you next week Berta. see you guys all right bye <laughs>